Today's show was recorded on July the 24th, 2018. I'm your host, gaming psychologist, and with me, as always, known as Velveteen James. Uh, Caffeine Rage? Yeah. If you uh, listen to a Franken episode in the whatever distant future, you'll know what that's a reference to. Does this mean I'm a rabbit? Yes. On today's show, we will, of course, be discussing the games which we have been playing the last couple of weeks. Xaviant Games removes the Culling 2 from storefronts. A coding typo ruins the Xenomorph AI in Aliens Colonial Marines. Germany bans vague pre-order release dates. Four years after it was announced, Crackdown 3 is in a tough spot. We'll have our Steam Weekly Community Corner (laughs) and our Steam (laughs) Weekly Discovery (laughs) queue. Timestamps will be in the show notes following their respective topics. Why are you laughing? Your Steam, our, our Steam community corner. Oh, I said, oh, uh, I see. Well, I forgot to put community corner back in the show notes, so I went to Discovery Queue and said Steam, and then like paused for that half second. That, that's why I started laughing because I thought you caught it. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. The only thing I'll do is I'll like reduce the volume of your laughter just a tiny bit because that probably would overpower what I was saying. It's fine. It works out. And I even mentioned timestamps. So anyways, Rage, how are you this week? <laughs> I'm uh, doing all right. Uh, cleaned the apartment. Uh, felt very disgusting uh, uh, dumping out all that dust. <laughs> I think I may be right. developing OCD because of my bagless vacuum. Uh, unclean, unclean. <laughs> out, damn spot, Out. Uh, but beyond that, uh, been plugging away a bit out uh, Fallout, but I'm doing better today. I, over the weekend, I had my allergies flare up and just was feeling lethargic. Yeah, you know, with a not enough of a headache to you know, you know be in pain, just enough to be a distraction where I couldn't really focus that well. It. it it was sort of similar, uh, but not quite to our February game club where, you know, was able to really focus for like two weeks on, uh, on a strategy game. Yeah. But it wasn't that extreme. It was just, you know, a mild, very slight sinus headache that was just enough distraction that couldn't really you know, put together the Sunday sampler like I wanted and just ended up uh, just kind of skipping it this week. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, it's too damn early for autumn uh, uh, <laughs> allergies. Yeah, I have year-round allergies, so see, I you know, I just have minor seasonal allergies. It used to be, I would have pretty much just like the flu twice a year from my allergies going haywire. But I've mostly grown out of it. Maybe it's the climate change. <laughs> oh, that old Chinese hoax. <laughs> Yeah, you got to well, watch out for Russia, though, because uh, uh, Trump thinks they're going to hack the uh, midterm elections and let the Democrats win. Because uh, he's way too—he's uh, the toughest president ever uh, against Russia. Absolutely, just the toughest. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are so fucked. I'm making air quotes there when I said that. By the way, 
Um, if you couldn't detect the little bit of sarcasm in my voice, or the sort of like, bless, the blah, with how I said that. But anyways, I also am doing pretty well today, despite an interesting interaction with a, a very angry person at the That clinic. wasn't me. No, it's not. Uh, two interesting interactions, I guess, with angry people at the clinic today. Uh, I was a bit sick over the weekend, but I went to the doctor and I got medicine because, you know, I have a job that has good insurance benefits now, so. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you're actually able to afford to go to the doctor? That's on American. Mm, I know. I know. You're supposed to just suffer. I had, That's what I was doing for a long time. But now I'm like, I don't feel like, I mean, I didn't feel like awful. I was like, I don't feel so good. Oh, yeah, I have insurance. I'm just going to go to the doctor. <laughs> I went to the doctor, and I got some medicine, and it was affordable. And I was like, hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Share this with everyone in the country. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Like a uh, civilized nation instead of no, a shithole. No, shit no, hole. no, wait. You had affordable care, so you acted on it? I did. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? So, yeah, I got uh, got some, some antibiotics, you just know, had a bacterial infection, slight fever, some other gross stuff I won't talk about. You know, our people overseas are probably hearing us talk about uh, uh, medical problems. Like, why does their medical system suck so much? Believe me, uh, we're trying to figure that one out as well. Yeah, we know. We know it sucks. Most of us really bitch and moan about it, but, but, re- but refuse to do really anything about us. it. Yeah. This is the United States. We're we're becoming more and more of a shithole every day. Wait, I thought that was uh, what was it? Uh, the African shitholes? I, I lose track of all the you know the bullshit. I, I think we're going to need a you know, a spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, definitely pull the 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 eject cord, the rip cord on this conversation. I've already been really, 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 really <laughs> mad today with one interaction I had with someone. I don't want to get riled up over politics on on my my fun podcast recording night. So, what you have yeah, an unfun uh, recording night? All right, spin tires. <laughs> no spin tires was fun last night, but man, that was difficult. Um, uh, you know, s- spoilers, I guess, for when it comes out in God knows how many weeks. I I flipped two trucks over in a river. Yeah, uh, I did uh, it'll to be episode uh, four. Yeah, I did manage to get them both out and across the river without having to recover them or do any like cheating or anything. But yep, it was an adventure. Yeah, see, my this... version of it is just uh, rather boring because you know I have uh, at least some sort of competence with this game. I don't know how, but yeah, I mean, uh, normally my, I'm my, okay. My main but... thing was I ended up uh, hitting the block post, so. I had to do like a 20,000 point turn, but I was never really in any danger. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mudrunner, one of the things we've talked about multiple times when we talk about that game is how uh, more difficult the the water is to navigate than in. Yeah. And we were in the crossing, which uh, the maps are essentially just uh, remasters of the original. But I do want to look into the uh, the, uh, modded maps and see if we could do this multiplayer. Yeah. Because if we but can, so, that's going to be interesting. Whereas before, you only had to worry about the deepness of the water at this crossing, and I wasn't thinking about how the water actually flows. can have some effect on your truck because it flows now. <laughs> and it literally picked up one of my trucks and 
the the smaller one, and it floated down the river a little ways before it caught on something and flipped over. And then the second time I flipped a truck over in the river, uh, I drove off into a very deep spot, and that was just enough that it 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 rolled on its side. Yeah, so am so I, I, I am I going to have to do some sort of stunt driving because so far in the series we've had three rollovers and you've had all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I I used one truck to rescue the other one and then it it rolled over. So I used the truck I had just rescued to rescue it. It worked out though. It worked out. Also, oh, your time from Kerbal with uh, rescue missions has paid off. Indeed. Indeed. I've gotten quite good at rescuing things. Uh, I also have a second monitor now. That's a development since the last time. Um, yeah, I've, I've I yeah I you've have rejoined several the monitors. club. Yeah, I have several monitors and screens around here, and I've had two monitors at one point. But then I went to a single larger monitor and did that for a while. But now I'm like, nah, I want to have two monitors again. So I just got one of my older ones that was kind of smaller because I have this little nook on on my my desk space between my monitor and my actual tower. So I was like, I think this one will fit. And I didn't really do any measurements or anything. I just kind of went with a, eh, it'll, it'll work itself out. Get the hammer. And it actually, like, it actually fit perfectly in the space where I wanted it to go. I didn't have to rearrange anything, really. I, I did, like, to make the space more efficient, but I could have left everything exactly the way that it was. Yeah, I had to move my pop filter just a little because I realized when I brought the boom arm down, it was actually making contact with the microphone. Nice. Um, but so yeah, I've got two monitors now, uh, and also sorry for missing last week's recording, but like I said on the little pre-roll, there was, uh, just some stuff that happened and needed to take the night off. Had to go hide the body. Yeah, had to go hide the body. Had to deal with that. They'll never take me alive. Wait for the, the five stars to go away. (laughs) Well, you just didn't pull out your cell phone and uh, punch in the cheat? (laughs) My my phone was dead. I couldn't do that. But uh yeah. Speaking of games? Speaking speaking of games. Rage, what games have you been playing? Um, well, I played a few. I've have been mostly uh well, whenever I've had a little bit of free time trying to get through uh New Vegas, but uh that's next week. This week Indeed. I have the Sunday sampler from last week, which was actually my second look at Dead Cells. Which is releasing out of early access, I believe it's the middle of next month. And uh, this is such a weird, weird uh, place for me. Mostly, uh, well, more so than usual, I guess I should say. Where Dead Cells, it's not a bad game, but it feels like they haven't really done anything to at least the initial gameplay. Outside of make the visuals a lot more... Busy, or busy, as they say. Where it's at the point where some of the more crazy encounters are just so flashy that it kind of just becomes a muddled mess. Also, maybe this is why they could get away with the the flashiness. They never really uh, added a lot more variety, at least in the early game, of enemies. So going through to level four, which is where the first boss is, and I wasn't able to get past that, but you know, that's enough for at least a first impressions. I was just going through those uh, levels. Each level would 
outside, well, not counting the first, which uh, introduced, I would say, about three enemies, would usually introduce one, maybe two, but also reuse the others. So you're still seeing the same enemies over and over and over again, and it made it very repetitive. And since this is a roguelite, uh, well, roguelite Metrovania, it makes the grind feel more tedious. Granted, it also has a branching uh, progression system, which is where the Metroidvania c- uh, comes in. As you defeat enemies, or certain enemies, I should say, you gain new abilities, which uh, access, uh, gains access to different areas of the map. So, for example, defeating an elite on, I think it's the second a- area, uh, will have it where if you defeat a certain one that shows up, it'll grant you a permanent rune. Which is a uh, gives you the ability to grow vines, and those vines will allow you to take an alternate path, which isn't really more dangerous. It's just I didn't have the practice with it, and the game is a lot about you know perfecting the certain enemies. So maybe that's where you know the lack of enemy variety is more important than what I would really want otherwise. Yeah, like uh, one of the enemies in the uh, uh, sewers, which is the alternate path. Uh, it when you kill it, it drops a bunch of bombs to blow up. So yeah, Fun. kind of a dick move. <laughs> a super dick move. <laughs> oh yeah, truly. Uh, it feels like more they uh, haven't really added that much outside of some game mechanics and, of course, more <laughs> meat on the back end. Uh, the big thing that they added, really, that I noticed offhand was, well, out, not counting balancing because they did do some obs- uh, an obscene amount of balancing because in the early ga- or the early build that I played, uh, certain uh, weapons were pretty much god mode uh, for certain situations. Uh, they added a mutator system, which also is tied into the overall progression system, which I'll get to in a bit, which at each level you're able to choose a mutator, which uh, may uh, make it so that you have uh, more health. Uh, Each enemy you kill uh, grants you health regen. Uh, Whenever you kill an enemy, uh, it gives you a large uh, damage boost that you're able to essentially combo. And because the game is a, a lot more movement-based, uh, originally I called it essentially a Metroidvania with a sort of a Dark Souls uh, uh, combat system where it's a lot more about timing and uh, uh, timing your attacks and uh, dodging. Uh, looking at it more and uh, actually some of the feedback I got and some of the stuff I've read after the fact, I would actually say it's more Bloodborne where it's more focused on offense than it is defense like Dark Souls is. And uh, you'd almost hear Kyle's erection because I'm talking about Dark Souls ever so slightly. <laughs> but I think that's a fair assessment, uh, saying that it's more Bloodborne-ish because of the uh, it's being more offensive. Uh, and also, yeah, uh, and also, it has this uh, revenge mechanic. So it, if you take a hit, it doesn't. It, well, it immediately drains your health, but also your potential health uh, slowly drains. And as you deal damage, you're able to essentially get back uh, a portion of the damage that you took. And some of the enemies just hit like a truck because of that. Which, honestly, I didn't enjoy that much, but maybe it's just because I didn't spend enough time with it to perfect the gameplay. 
because this is a roguelike, this is a Metroidvania, this has a lot of uh, kind of rhythm-based uh, uh, attack systems. So it really, really has a high skill ceiling. Uh, especially with uh, how they have it where it actually kind of rewards you for not playing Dark Souls-like where you're uh, yeah, really trying to pace yourself and uh, time out your attacks and be really defensive. Which you can do to some extent because of how they have the shield mechanic where they've changed that in the early access uh, to allow a more defensive style <laughs> play. But the offensive is really more rewarded and kind of leaned towards because of the speedrun mechanic. As you go through the levels, if you hit certain doors by the time limit, which the first door is on the second level, and it's, I believe it's two minutes. I'm pretty sure it's two minutes. Which the timer is paused when you're in item rooms, you're in shops, you're, uh, it's paused at the beginning of the run, so you're able to sit there and consider your f- first few weapons. And it's paused in between levels. So, yeah, it's not quite a true two-minute timer. But hitting those uh, uh, doors gives you uh, the uh, dead cells, which is your progression mechanic. And it gives you some rather obscene buffs and also blueprints, which the blueprints, as I mentioned before in my previous time I've looked at this, in order to unlock the blueprints, you have to get them to the end of the level, (laughs) which is kind of the tricky part. Especially when some of these blueprints are obscenely rare. Which is also something I didn't particularly care for, but it's more... Maybe I didn't spend enough time with it, and also it's more for the grinding mechanic. So you get to the end of the level, and any blueprints you carried uh, is added to your overall collection. And then any dead cells that you happen to be carrying are used to unlock them. Uh, Some of them are, yeah, 30-some, some are uh, a lot more. And they also uh, unlock not just the upgrades, which adds items to your item pool, which at some point, it may be outside of your best interest to unlock new weapons and new items because that adds them to the item pool. So if you unlocked a certain combination that you really like or a certain combination that's really powerful, adding more items uh, dilutes the item list. So it's a weird, weird mechanic to begin with. Especially since the uh, opening item pool is rather limited. Uh, But you're also uh, able to unlock extra abilities. You're able to add extra mutators, uh, uh, add uh, powers, which are essentially just, you know, magic. Uh, And also add uh, new conditions, like uh, have it where a certain amount of your gold... Uh, is carried over to the next run. So you're able to buy from the shop pretty much immediately. Uh, the first tier is, uh, I want to say, 1,500, then 3,000. And then the third tier is, I want to say, 6,000. Which is enough to, you know, hit pretty much all the shops for the first several levels. Not even counting drops. Uh, it's just it's such a weird, weird thing because it's not a bad game, but it just doesn't feel like it's progressed all that much outside of some uh, uh, spit shine on the graphics to the point that they're busy. Uh, a lot more meat on the back end and not much on the front end thing. So it feels pretty much like the same game that I played a year and a half ago. And a couple mechanics changes. Oh, the, the shield. I didn't mention the shield. Uh, the shield, uh, which allows for a more defensive Dark Soulsy like play. 
uh, in the default game, if you're not carrying a shield, you have no invincibility frames. And there were several times in my playtesting that I got pretty much the hit conga on me. I got hit by something, which knocked me back, knocked me into something, which knocked me back, knocked me off a, a platform, which took another chunk of health, I respawned, and then uh, got hit again and got killed. And there was no way for me to escape the conga line. <clears throat> well, with the shield, not just that, you know, it, you're able to block a certain percentage of damage from the front or even parry with most shields, uh, which is sending uh, the uh, ranged uh, attacks back at the enemies and able to, for some enemies, just one-shot them. It also adds an invincibility frame, or uh, some invincibility frames, I should say, to break that conga. But you're losing the ability to have a secondary weapon, so it's a trade-off. It's just some weird mechanics there. It definitely feels like it's more based around almost speed run offensive play. I'm not going to say it's a bad game, but it's definitely for a certain demographic. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, I've been quiet the whole time because this is not, <laughs> like, not at all anything that I, that I'm interested. Yeah, it, in. it looks pretty. The art style is very yeah. Yeah, they made, they made it a lot more shiny. But otherwise, like, everything about this game is, like, anti-Jared. <laughs> so, I've just been real quiet because I don't have anything to... I mean, it's not it's not a bad game. It's just, yeah, it's a, for a very certain demographic. Yeah. I will say that it's not a bad a Metroidvania game. If you're, you know, itching for a Metroidvania that doesn't really have a story to it. But, you know, it's one of those that requires a lot of grinding because, you know, if you die mid-level, you lose any uh, dead cells that you got. Uh, the first boss is an utter dick. I wasn't able to even beat him. Uh, got close a couple times, but he has this uh, aura that he's able to cast pretty much instantly. That if you're close to him, you start taking damage. And you do have the ability to drink health vials, which that's pretty much, I think, the way I'm going to have to eventually beat it if I you know, continue playing this is as you level up the health files it adds more and more charges to it so I'm up to two charges on the health file and I'm at the point where I'm pretty much almost beating them or it may just be a suck which is most likely it yeah I'm going to have to lean on the health because I'm a scrub but at least the health files recharge in between levels so there is that as well but yeah it's uh, it's, like I said, it's not a bad game. It's just for a certain demographic. It's a very anti-Jared. And it's kind of anti-me too, just because they've made it where it's hard to see at times. So, yeah. questions? Statements? Not about this. Lewd gestures? Not not, not at this. Oh, here I'm I thought not... there would be a lewd gesture. I'm watching the No Man's Sky next trailer for the first time. <laughs> Because it's back on the front page, and it's got currently 39,000 active players right now on Steam. Yeah. I, don't get me started on Man's Sky. Yeah, I'll probably play it the new update this week and just talk about it a little bit. But I haven't played it, so we're not going to get off on that right now. So something else I played, or do you want to take one? Uh, 
we should let's take turns. I okay. like when we take turns. It's nice. So the first game on my list today is a mobile game by the name of Hustle Castle Fantasy Kingdom. I saw an ad for this that made it look like a completely different game, uh, like a completely schlocky, like, because the ad that I saw was like a dude hanging out in his castle, like, yeah, this, all these chicks. Yeah, this looks like Fallout Shelter. It It is exactly uh, medieval Fallout Shelter. Which could work. It actually works really well. It's 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 better at being Fallout Shelter than Fallout Shelter is at being Fallout Shelter. Now the question is, is it better at being Fallout Shelter than Westwood is at uh, being a Fallout Shelter? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't tr- I haven't tried the uh, the Westworld game. Oh, Westworld. Of, like, I don't watch the Fallout show. Shelter. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. But the biggest problem that I have with Fallout Shelter. Is that the the farther you go, the more micromanagement the game requires, and somewhere around the you know the early to midpoint of the game in Fallout Shelter is where your vault is just the right size. Um, and this game, Hustle Castle, I think realized that. So the amount of castle space that you have, which is you know the equivalent of the vault in Fallout Shelter is much smaller and it does grow over time but right now like i've got everything pretty much maxed out that i can for the point where i'm at until i basically upgrade the main thing which is the throne room which is the equivalent of the bathroom of the overseer chamber in uh in fallout shelter i have to get that up to the next level before i can unlock more stuff to build for for my castle allow me Um, to say there's something i've just noticed about this game the what? guy and the icon for this, his crown is way too small. <laughs> um, I mean, there's really not much. And, I mean, it it's it's a copy of Fallout Shelter for the most part, aside from it being you know medieval themed as opposed to post apocalyptic sci fi themed. Uh, <clears> it's <throat> got a mission system that's I, I guess the mission system is different instead of having like a little level to explore and click around. It's all just like quick battle stuff. Um, and revolves much more around the gear that you put on your characters as opposed to, um, like, team-ups. Oh, or I got a train coming. Completing missions or whatever. It's just all combat. There's a, a much bigger focus on PvP than there is in Fallout Shelter. In fact, I don't think there's any PvP in Fallout Shelter. But there's, like, daily and weekly tournaments you can participate in. Um, obviously, it's a free-to-play game that wants you to spend money on the store. But the actual gameplay progression, if there is a, a, a wall where you hit, where it's like, okay, here's the point where the game's really trying to get me to spend money. I haven't gotten to it yet, and I'm through half, somewhere between half and two-thirds of the story missions before I unlock the additional like late-game content that's been added since the game is released. Um, it does try and be a lot more humorous than Fallout Shelter. Um, Which is kind, that's is kind of weird, uh, considering, you know, Fallout is typically, you know, rather lighthearted. Yeah, but this is has got a much... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got a fully written-out story um, that plays out in a combination of... Um, eh, not really cutscenes, but just, like, dialogue scenes you unlock as you complete specific missions. Um, and then also, like, this medieval Facebook-style system... Or a Twitter-style system, which at first I was like, ha-ha, whatever, this is funny. But actually, they do a really good job of mixing the different characters together 
and having them like play off of each other. You go check it every once in a while after you complete campaign missions, and that's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm looking at their other games. It looks like, well, I know this is uh, going to uh, sound uh, yeah very shocking, but it seems like this company does a lot of takes on other games. Yeah. I know, shocking. Yeah, like they have one that's Armored Warfare that looks pretty much like a mobile World of Tanks, which is World of Tanks Blitz, I think it is. Yeah. They have one that's, yeah, in no way like Clash Royale. <laughs> matter of fact, I but, think they uh, may have a couple out like that. But yeah, I mean, it's basically medieval Fallout Shelter so far done better than Fallout Shelter. Uh, is that including so, the updates that they've done to Fallout Shelter uh, uh, not too long ago with the yep. quest system? Yep. Because I didn't uh, play uh, that at all because I've, uh, I have lost my save when I changed phones. And I just couldn't be bothered to you know, go through the ground again. Yeah. I think the best way to say it is Fallout Shelter's uh, streamlined. Because it's not really simplified. It's all the same mechanic mechanics, but instead of having to have like eighty dwellers in your vault to make sure that all of your rooms are are done, you know, and cared for and everything, like I've got twenty five people in my castle right now, and everything is a hundred percent manned. I don't have to worry about anything. Like, you know, you can raise the stats of your people so that they get bonuses for producing whatever the resource is, but. There's no, like, bars you have to keep up. It's just you have wood, mana, food, and gold. And wood is used for room upgrades. You get that a little bit later. Gold is used for room upgrades. Food is used for entering the tournaments and then doing missions. um, And then just, like, going out and doing combat against the NPC invasions, which happen every day. And eating? Eh. (laughs) Nope, no one needs to eat the food, actually. Um... And then mana, which is used to make spells and uh, craft certain, or to craft equipment. Use mana and and sometimes gold. And I mean, that's it. There's a premium currency. It's got like gems, but you know, the gems are just for speeding up time on stuff if you want to, or purchasing like uh, some of the special things that dangles in front of you. Like whenever you beat a boss, like that's, that's the main way that it tries to get you to buy stuff or spend money. It's just like, ooh, you beat the boss. Do you want some boss-themed equipment? And so far, I've been like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't need, I don't need boss-themed equipment. I mean, yes, some of it do. looks cool, but I mean, the best items that I've been able to find have been the ones that I've crafted, as opposed to the ones that are mission rewards or that come out of the chests, because of course it gives you chests or loot boxes to open. But there's no keys or anything tied to it. There's no limit to how many you can open. You get one every single time you win a battle um, against anything that's not PvP. And most of the equipment, honestly, is garbage that you break down and use to craft better gear. So, I mean, it's got that free-to-play aspect to it. But, yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. I've been playing it for two weeks now. And from a mobile game to hold my attention longer than, like, two minutes, uh, that means it's doing something, right? Yeah. And like I said, I haven't felt any desire to spend any money on it. I haven't felt the need to. Um, I feel like I've made pretty good progress just playing for five minutes here. I think I need to find another paid uh, mobile game. Uh, Not because I'm getting tired of uh, uh, Motorsport Manager, which I'm actually doing fairly well on. Once I uh, progress in the actual campaign, I'll probably talk about it again. It's just 
Goku keeps giving me money. Yeah, I got five bucks from him the other day for something. I don't know what, but it was like part of thanks for being part of our whatever service that I didn't realize I was a part of. I don't know if I should be afraid <laughs> of that or not. But it's like here's five dollars for being a, a member. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll take your five dollars. Well, I went to I that. Well, uh, for me, I keep getting the surveys. Uh, just a day, uh, they asked me uh, about my trip to the dollar store to go get cereal twice. So I ended up getting like seventy five cents back. Yeah, I haven't had a Google survey in a while. I get surveys from other stuff, but haven't had Google. No, in a no, while. it was the exact same survey. That's the thing. They asked, uh, uh, "Hey, did you go to any of these places?" Yeah, you know, pretty much an attention check. Yeah. Uh, when did you go, and how did you pay? And they asked me that twice. I mean, I realize you know they're selling my info, but they're already selling my info. That's the that's the thing these yeah. days is that. Uh, privacy is pretty much dead. Pretty much. Pretty much. Especially if Facebook has anything to say about it. Also, Hustle Castle has a really like catchy theme tune that's stuck in my head now. It's not good, but it's catchy. <laughs> An earworm. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, uh, Hustle Castle actually looks tempting uh, to play. Yeah. So, how? Uh, what's what's your next game? Well, uh, my other game was something that I played pretty much just to be able to talk about last week because I realized, oh crap, I only had dark, uh, uh, dead cells to uh, talk about. I need something else that uh, yeah doesn't require a large time commitment. So I went to my recent purchases and uh, found Hanner's uh, Ombre, which is pretty much, uh, well, I would say proof, but we also have scrolls for this, of just because you have a popular game doesn't mean your next game is going to be a big hit. Okay. Uh, this is from the makers of Prison Architect. Oh, okay. Uh, now you see why I was saying that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, no, I just pulled, link, pulled this game up. I remember... Introversion. Uh, seeing this a while back. Yeah, this on, was... I think one of our Discovery queues. Uh, um, probably was your Discovery queue, or, uh, or if it was mine, it was like, oh, yeah, that came out. Yeah, Scanner Sombre is the result of a game jam, or it was a, a couple of ideas that they had, and they at one of the uh, conferences that uh, Introversion went to, they basically had Scanner Sombre, a basic demo of it, and a demo of a puzzle bomb defusal game, sort of like uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, only single player. And uh, Scanner Sombre won, and pretty much nobody bought it. <laughs> uh, well, I shouldn't say nobody, but yeah, it, it wasn't exactly a great hit for him. So Scanner Sombre, oh, let's actually talk about what it is. It is a spelunking game. You know, sort of like Spelunky, only actual caves. Where you are in a dark cave. And you're essentially wearing an Oculus Rift. And this does have VR support. And I can see where it would be very good for VR. And you have this scanner. All right? Almost like they have it in the name or something. And uh, think of it as essentially this a spray gun that sprays points of light. And it allows you to essentially get a 3D map of the environment based on where you're currently standing. And the map is persistent. So... As you move and continue spraying these dots, uh, which change color based on their distance from you, and also the scale shifts slightly based on the distance 
to the object that you're currently shooting. So it'll kind of even out the scale. So if you're shooting like a far wall, you'll see the colors shift. So the wall is closer to the mid range. Green is essentially very close to you. Blue is very far with uh, various reds and greens in between. Or, or I should say red is very close to you. Green is sort of mid range. Then it goes to yellow and blue for the long distance. And it's a very, very interesting uh, exploration game where it's almost puzzle-esque in a very unexpected way where it's not, you know, your traditional, you know, push block to, you know, unlock thing. It's more using a perspective to figure out where a ledge is or be able to see the environment more clearly because everything is raycasted whenever you're using the scanner. So, uh, and if you uh, throw out a, a, a spray of uh, particles, uh, for lack of a better term, it'll actually create a shadow in your vision uh, behind like a boulder or something. So you move and you spray again and you're able to uh, slowly piece together the environment in a very interesting way. And also, because you're not seeing the environment, but these essentially dots you're leaving behind and they're persistent, you're able to look back and see where you've come from uh, a lot clearer than most video games are able to, short of, you know, breaking the boundaries of the level and looking down on the game map itself, which this is kind of doing, but it's just very, very interesting. That said, let's get to the story a little bit. I didn't play that much of it. I just wanted a kind of an intro to this. And they have some sort of psychological horror thing going on. But it was I felt a little ham-fisted to the point where that the first big scary moment I was actually laughing at. <laughs> Which is not a good sign. No, that's not usually how you want people to respond to horror moments in your game. Uh occasionally once you hit to uh uh you know the the story points your visor which like i said is essentially it's pretty much modeled after an oculus rift kind of glitches out and you start seeing shadows and things and you know the the guy's trying to uh, talk to himself reassuringly oh i'm sure that you know that's just a glitch and you know it's probably not a glitch it's probably you know the place is haunted or something but you see you know and it's like the essentially the weeping angels from uh, Doctor Who, where uh, whenever you're looking at them, they, they don't move. So you know you scan them, and you, uh, yeah, they're, they're just a static statue. But you go past a certain point, and they're gone. So yo, who, right? Yes, very, very scary. <laughs> I mean, it, it may tie in more later on. I've only gotten about a half an hour into the game, and the game is. Only two and a half to three hours long, so it's not an exceptionally long game, especially for the price tag. Granted, I got this dirt cheap because I got it during the uh, Steam Summer Sale, and I was able to get the intro version complete bundle, which was like, to complete the bundle was like 60 cents. (laughs) So I think I got a deal there. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very, very interesting title. uh, for someone that happens to have a VR headset, I would say this would be a very good experience game. That's not just yeah, sitting and watching something unfold because as you move, uh, it supports room scale of VR, I believe. I'm looking on the Steam Store page, but uh, yeah, room scale and standing. So uh, for a certain person in our audience that has VR, 
uh, a VR setup. This may be uh, right up his alley. Yeah. Uh, this sounds interesting, and... Yeah, I would say it's uh, probably a, a very uh, good, you know, pick up and play for a couple hours and uh, be done with it. Uh, uh, exploration game. I wish that there was more meat on the bones. Uh, I realize procedural generation is a dirty word, but having an exploration game like this where you're not going through the same uh, caverns over and over again would be so interesting. Because I really like, uh, you know, how they, uh, you know, essentially paint the world. Yeah. Uh, and you do get a few abilities. Uh, 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 so far, I've only gotten a handful of them. You know, be able to change essentially the uh, uh, the confinement of the beam. So you're able to essentially uh, uh, do a wide spray very close to you or confine it to essentially a laser pointer. So you're uh, able to paint a far wall to figure out where you are. Or, yeah, to figure out a cavern. Uh, a very dense, wide uh, spray that uh, has a timer on it. As a matter of fact, I think you could see uh, the results of it. It has a very distinctive pattern to it. I think it's uh, the... Uh, it's not quite like this, but uh, the last screenshot that has the uh, uh, structure in the middle... Uh, it's uh, it, yep. where it's very very clear what's going on. Uh, yeah, it's something like that, uh, but it's a like a thirty second or minute charge uh, time to use it each time. Uh, a proper map system, so you're able to yeah figure out your bearings a little bit better, that sort of thing. So uh, there are a, a, there is a progression path, so it's not just yeah you know, flat out exploring and that's it, but. I gotta be perfectly honest that most of this game, uh, the uh, entire uh, horror element, uh, could be just uh, uh, subverted by bringing a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still though, I mean, like, like I said, it looks really interesting. It's a, a cool concept. Yeah, uh, it's a shame that it. Yeah, there's not more to it. Uh, that's. I think that's my big uh, uh, criticism of it, is that I wanted more from it, at least so far, and uh, based on everything I've seen. Because, yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's that long. Yeah, there's a couple of people here that are saying that's an hour and a half instead of two hours. But, yeah, if you want a, a walking simulator exploration game, because there is a bit of a, pu a, a puzzle element, but it's more, you know, figuring out the path uh, than a true puzzle. Like, there's uh, one area very uh, early on that it took me a while to figure out where I was supposed to go because it was a very narrow path. And I think VR would it would work a little bit better because you'd have the proper death perception. Yeah. Yeah. Looks looks neato burrito. And uh, uh, is that a neato burrito made by Awesome Possum? <laughs> and yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okie dokie. Well, the next game on my list is another mobile game. Called Trites or Trites. I'm not exactly sure how you're supposed to pronounce that. But this this game says, "What if Tetris, but 3D?" I think I played um, that before. Yeah, it's it's a free to play mobile game uh, that you know is ad supported, but you can spend like a buck fifty and you know buy the game with no ads. Yeah, like you do. Like like you do, as I did. 
because I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I like Tetris. I've always liked Tetris. But Tetri- Tetris can get old and samey, you know, because, I mean, it's Tetris. Have you ever seen some of the Grandmasters play Tetris? I have. But that is way <laughs> fucking beyond my skill level. Uh, the, for those who never uh, seen it, don't look it up. It's essentially Tetris at light speed. Yeah. Um, but so what this game does is it takes the Tetris blocks, um, but puts them in a pseudo three-dimensional space. And you can see it in some of the screenshots where that the your view is being rotated. So you have... It's sort of like you're playing multiple Tetris grids at the same time. Um, and if you make a, a match, uh, or a, if you fill out a row on any on any plane, it will remove all of the blocks on that whole row. So just because you get, like, you're getting stuck on one side, um, if you're playing in, in Tritez mode, as opposed to normal mode, which is just Tetris. Tritez, um, that sounds can, like a, uh, it would be the name for the demo. Yeah. Um but you can just take and you can rotate um rotate the board. Uh what would that be? Ninety degrees? Yeah, ninety degrees. You can rotate it ninety degrees and then you can get a completely different layout. And you can see like some of the pieces um look weird and so you might have like uh an L shape rotated one way, but because of the way it sticks out, it might be a T once it's um you know, once you've rotated the board or whatever. So you just get a lot of options and a, an interesting new way to play Tetris. Um, and I mean, there's not a lot to say about it. It's fun. It's it's handled well. It It's pretty responsive. I mean, you know, it, it's Tetris on a touchscreen. It's been done before. So um, Yeah, I wonder if I this really would be better if you uh, synced up a, a Bluetooth controller. Uh, it might be. I don't know. Does it say it has controller support? I haven't even... Uh, well, I was just more thinking out loud. I mean, it doesn't say it outright whenever I search for controller, but it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah. Because, yeah, um, that's kind of, uh, yeah, a secondary feature for a lot of uh, mobile games. Yeah, I'll have to try that later. But it's got uh, levels that increase in difficulty, um, plus the tutorial. And you can start at any difficulty level once you've gotten there, at least once. And, you know, you get scored just like you do in Tetris. Um, and you can get combos and multipliers and stuff depending on how well you do and how many lines you clear at once and yada yada blah blah blah. This is Tetris stuff. Good game. Play it for free, check it out if you like it. Buck fifty on the mobile or on the Google Play Store. Totally worth it. Alright, well how about a game that you can no longer play for free? Okay. Because I went into Fairy and looked around after they removed the free-to-play aspect and went pay-to-play. And let's see. I think I could sum up uh, this in uh, one soundbite. <sighs> okay. All right. Fairy, this was a free-to-play uh, strategy CCG that I actually really, really liked. And for a while, they were actually working on a mobile uh, version of it. They canceled that and decided to go pay to play. 25 bucks plus bi-monthly expansions. Paid DLC. <sighs> all right. Now, you would think, all right, you would think. Paid CCG, this would be a living card game. 
you know, you get all the cards up front. You would be wrong. Yep. Oh. It is still the same battle chests. Granted, they up the frequency that you get them, where pretty much all the dailies give some sort of battle chest. But they also, I'm pretty sure they removed one of the cards from the battle chest, so you're only getting four instead of five now. And they also removed the mechanic that I really like from the battle chest, where any a card that was a rare or higher, you had one reroll on it. So they made it more annoying to get cards. Granted, you can... Uh, well, they made it more annoying, but also easier at the same time. It's a weird thing where they also made it where you no longer get doubles. And they completely revamped the crafting mechanic where you're able to craft cards once every day and a half. Uh, any card up to a legendary just flat out. But you have three charges on it, then it's gone. And for a CCG, that's not a lot, <laughs> right? No, not really. Because, you know, these are 30-card decks. Oh, I, I can't figure out what the hell they're thinking on this, really. Because I, I'm just baffled by this. Okay, so uh, they removed the free-to-play aspect. They add bi-monthly, every two months, uh, they're planning on doing a paid expansion. So you're going to have a hell of a power creep. I mean, hell, even Hearthstone doesn't release uh, expansions uh, that quickly. No, they do like two or three a year, I think. Yeah, and the, it's going to be hell to balance them. People are saying, well, it's not pay to play be, or pay to win because the none of the cards are uh, particularly overpowered. Yes, but you're still being cut off from mechanics that are a $14 expansion on top of a $25 base game. And when they did the conversion, I'm pretty sure they didn't give you all your cards that you had because I had a few decks that I couldn't even play because they were missing cards that I built out of my custom, uh, out of my uh, uh, collection. So pretty sure that they didn't do a flat one-to-one conversion over from the free freed version to the paid version as well. Oh, it's just disappointing. Because uh, even if you get the expansion, that, that's the thing. The expansion doesn't even act like a, a living card game. All the expansion does, it allows you to get, it, to get the new cards out of the same battle chests. So you can't even try to focus on the newer cards if you're coming in uh, new. Because it'll just, you know, give you everything. It, it's just, I don't know. Are they deliberately trying to, sab- to sabotage their game? No clue. I've still never really played it. I got it, like, you know, when you told me that they were going to go pay-to-play, you're like, oh, you should install it so that you get it and you keep it. I'm like, okay. So that's what I did, but I've still never actually played it. Well, you may not have gotten it then, because I think you had to have the account. Ah, it says it's in my library, but yeah, I've never actually opened it, so we'll see. Oh, it's just, I'm very disappointed. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Right. And also, they have a premium edition as well, which increases your <laughs> leveling speed to give you more battle chests. Uh, double experience, uh, all sorts of extra goodies, uh, more do- uh, deck uh, slots. It's just, uh, I have no idea. I'm just baffled by this entire move. Right. 
I didn't. As I never I. even really got to uh, play it because what I really enjoyed doing was the single player Pandora mode, which was essentially arena. They removed that. They rebound the Pandora modes uh, rewards, and I'm not sure if you don't have the DLC if you don't see the new cards or not. Uh, uh I tried uh, matchmaking a game and I was able to find one. Granted, I may have just had bad timing or yeah. But it's just, this game is low population to begin with. It's, uh, I think it's sub 500. Uh, I should have actually had those numbers. Hang on, Steam chart. 24 hour peak, 407. Uh, which, you know, it's kind of low for a CCG. And let's put it this way. They're, uh, Week long uh, peak was right after they went pay to play at 672. So it's tough to really justify a, you know, at least a 24, well, for now, uh, $22, but essentially $24 investment uh, for a, uh, a low population CCG that, uh, is going to have some severe balance issues unless they're extremely careful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually wanting to create a new award for the VGO uh, awards just for this game. We talked about this. This is the game I, uh, that uh, prompted that. Okay. You can see now why, right? Yeah. It just seems like a weird I mean, decision. I mean, if it was five or ten bucks for the base game, it'd make a lot more sense, right? Yeah, but I mean, twenty. What would you say? Twenty five bucks. Well, it's ten dollars, ten percent off right now, which is twenty two forty nine. Okay. So twenty five or twenty four ninety nine for the base game. The base game, mind you. I mean, hell, even the full game uh, is uh, well. Unfortunately, it's one of those that you know it's uh, complete the bundle. But hell, even completing the bundle with me twenty five percent off because I have the base game. It's still right at twenty one bucks. That's absurd. Yeah. Well, let's move on from one absurd thing to another absurd thing. Dark Souls remastered. Yeah, it turns so, out that this is a, a very difficult game to, uh, to well, a very difficult game to play. Huh? Huh? I did, yeah, yeah, because I didn't even play it. So I was gonna play. Uh, Kyle and I were planning to play uh, together, and uh, Sunday, um, I was gonna I was gonna play it. Came in the office Sunday morning, sat down, fired it up, had my controller. Huh? The uh, the controller's not doing anything. That's weird. Let me try. You know, quick restart. Nope, nothing. It's not working. So then I went over to the 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 forums for it, and apparently it has the same issue that the original. Dark Souls has with any controller that's not an Xbox 360 controller um, or sometimes a uh, PS3 controller. I was like, all right, great. So I'll do the same solution that worked with Dark Souls. It's annoying, but it's fine. You just disable one of the USB controllers, which interferes. Um, I forget exactly. And it, it interferes with something that Dark Souls is looking for. Um, and then it, it's able to read an Xbox One controller, like an Xbox 360 controller. 
I don't remember ex- it, it, the whole thing exactly, but but basically it's tricking it to think your Xbox One controller and Xbox 360 controller. All right. Didn't work. Restarted. Oh, so they patched that bug. Know. Yeah, they, yep. So it didn't work. I restarted my computer a couple times, tried a couple of little tweaks. Uh, and then my next thought was, like, well, I've got different versions of the Xbox One controller. And I have my Steam controller. So I can just try different controllers and see because the uh the the old old xbox one controller isn't supported anymore and now they've i've got one that uh is designed or that uses like bluetooth and is designed to work with um the newer xbox consoles i'm like okay so i'll try that one uh connected via bluetooth and using the xbox uh wireless like connector thingy nope didn't work either way did, uh, i tried plugging did it you died uh a- come up on the screen <laughs> no, it did not. Uh, but I tried plugging both of these controllers in. Then I tried my Steam controller, and it doesn't work in controller mode. If you use it in emulate mouse and keyboard mode, it works. But if I'm going to try and play the original Dark Souls, which is the worst to play on mouse and keyboard, with mouse and keyboard, I'll just do it that way instead of emulating it on the Steam controller. And then I continued to look for issues, and some people are like, yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work at all. Uh, and if you restart enough, eventually it'll work. But I, I'm in my head, I'm going, I'm not going to restart the game continuously until the controller works. I'm just not going to do it. I'm part of me wonders if uh, my controller would work. Because I have a DualShock 4, but the computer sees it as a 360 controller. Yeah, so a lot of people are saying that the DualShock 4 controller is the best one to use if you don't have an Xbox 360 controller. And I'm like, well, that's great. I, I guess I can just buy a new controller if I want to play Dark Souls. Then. And they're yeah, not like that expensive. They're not that expensive. I might do it anyways because there's some games, other games that don't like the Xbox One controller. And there are a few games I like to play with a controller. But I also don't want to do it because, like, fuck you, Dark Souls. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my adventure with Dark Souls. I spent like two and a half hours on Sunday trying to figure this problem out. And I, I tried a lot of solutions. I went down the Googles, I went down the official forums, I went down the Steam discussion forums. It, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone had the same few suggestions, but there are some threads that are just like, yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work. We don't know why, and there's no mods or anything to fix it that I was able to find, so we, needless to say, we did not play Dark Souls on Sunday. Well, I would suggest uh, picking up a DualShock 4 anyway, because I really like mine. It's like a happy hybrid between uh, the uh, the craziness that is the Steam controller and the industry standard that is the Xbox controller. Yeah. I might. It wouldn't hurt to have one. Uh, the touchpad is very versatile. It's one of those that yeah, I was kind of poo-pooing it at first, but uh, after playing with it for a few games, uh, it's very useful, uh, especially with DualShock for Windows. Or DS4 for Windows. Or DS4 Windows, I should say. I keep adding extra things there that don't belong. You'll figure it out eventually. Uh, but it adds uh, swipe controls to it. So uh, swiping up and down, left and right, uh, adds extra actions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my experience with Dark Souls this week. Short, sweet, and uh, I tried real hard to get good. But when the game's so hard, <laughs> you can't even play it. Uh, well, so hard that you can't even start it. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you uh, didn't get past the executable box uh, boss. 
Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't beat the first boss, sadly. I mean, I'm gonna keep trying. I'll go and check the forums, and maybe if I restart it enough times, it'll work. But I'm not gonna spend, you know, countless hours on it. Okay, well, my uh, my last game is also a very difficult game. Granted, not as difficult as yours, but uh, mine actually ran for the most part. Uh, I was having recording issues, and this was. Yeah, mid, uh, yeah, well, I shouldn't say mid, but early headache, uh, uh, so didn't play that much of it. And, uh, because I, it wasn't one to record quite right. For some reason, OBS was, uh, it was coming out dark. Like there was some sort of post processing thing that it just wouldn't capture. I just, yeah, said screw it and I'll just talk about it instead. Uh, implosion or implosion, whatever you want to call that. It's a speed-running first-person platformer. Now, usually, first-person platformers like a death sentence for me because I just never really could do well with them. And I gotta admit, I wasn't good at this either. But it actually does it fairly well, where it does a portal-esque first-person platformer test subject thing. Uh, they have a this a little bit of a story going on where you're in this virtual reality. Uh, and you're a test subject for this robot, uh, uh, you're some sort of cyborg or something. I didn't get too far into the game to be perfectly honest. Gotta say that the voice acting kind of sucks <laughs> because they have a voiced, uh, main character. And there's a reason why, uh, Chell, uh, you know, doesn't talk. <laughs> it just doesn't work all that well. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, I'm, pretty sure that the uh, voice actor for the main character here is pretty much just reading the script and not putting any inflection on things. So, yeah, not that great, but you could, there's definitely a potential here for if you want to have a first-person uh, headache-inducing uh, uh, speedrun-esque uh, game. There's a lot of emphasis on momentum in this game that actually comes off pretty well. You have two guns, all right? Uh, one, right. uh, launch, uh, uh, throws out this essentially a speed bubble where anything that's in it, uh, gets sped up. All right. That's and uh, also it acts as a bit of a low gravity. So if you're shooting this uh, essentially just in front of your feet, which, you know, is kind of encouraged, uh, especially since this is a speed running game, you move faster. Uh, think of it as like the propulsion gel. All right. Uh, mixed with a little bit of the bouncy gel. All right. Right. The other gun is the interesting one. It is a slow field. So you hit it and you slow down. But it also essentially allows you to, in essence, double jump. And the slow down gun can only latch on to certain objects. So there's this kind of combination first person shooter speed run platforming thing that's going on that actually plays pretty well, but gets Balls hard very quickly. <laughs> yeah, it, and, watching the the trailer yeah, for it, it looks yeah, I, like a pretty manic game. Yeah, I would say that the trailer probably, at least in the early levels, uh, uh, it's not nearly that manic. But uh, let's put it this way: the AI uh, so, uh, pretty much is, says after the uh, main character says, "Oh, this is pretty easy." Uh, the AI says, <laughs> "Just wait for two levels." And uh, the AI was right, <laughs> because that's when the training wheels comes off. Oh, and also something else that's kind of interesting is that your guns also affect the environment. 
So uh, bullets that are shooting uh, to block your path will slow down if they're in the slowdown field or speed up if they're in the speed up field. Uh, one of the early levels is essentially a chase level where you have this wall of death chasing you. And if you leave a bunch of the speed up bubbles behind you, you're actually hurting yourself because it's hitting that, that wall's hitting it and also speeding up. And some of the uh, elements of the puzzle are based around uh, speeding up and slowing down individual objects in the level instead of just your momentum. Granted, I think that they would probably get a lot more sales if they had someone that wasn't, you know, uh, probably the developer playing the <laughs> for the trailer to give it, uh, give an idea of something outside of top tier play. But overall, it's not a bad game. I think the uh, second trailer actually starts showing the wall of death level. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it's a very, very interesting thing. Uh, if you like your speedrunning games, if you like first-person platformers, which if you do, then I would really question your sanity, but yeah. Uh, it's definitely not a bad thing. I, I, it does look like the second trailer shows a lot more like the progression of uh, you know, getting good. It's, I would say that's a lot stronger trailer on, you know, give you an idea of what to expect of this game. Just don't go into it for the story or any sort of good voice acting because there is none. Questions? Yeah. I, I realize well, this is also probably another anti Jared game. But yeah, this was also I'd a review code. I'd try it out, but I'm pretty sure I'd be real bad at this. Alrighty. Well, the last game on my list is Call of Duty Black Ops. It's been here oh, and before, this is Impulsion, been... by the way. I, I wanted to make sure I got the proper name. Sorry. Gotcha. But it, it's been at least a year since we played, because last time I played Black Ops with Kyle and uh, Mel's, who joined us when we played Sunday night, because this is what we wound up playing instead of Dark Souls. Um, the last time we played was before I moved, so it was in my old house, So, and that's been over a year ago now. So it was, I mean, we just played a few rounds of zombies. We were all real bad because we hadn't played it in forever, but we had a good time. Um, not really a ton to say about it. It's a Call <laughs> of Duty game and the zombies mode. The original Black Ops is one of my favorite in the in the Call of Duty series. Um, but I think we've got all of the maps or most of the maps. So we started off playing a map that we had never played before, and we died by round three. And then we had a couple of good runs on maps we were more familiar with. And then our final game we played, we went to the moon. Uh, and I suffocated to death multiple times. Uh, uh, well, did you go there not because it was easy, but because it was hard? Yes, it, we went there because it was hard. So I wound up dying. Um, and then I respawned. And on the moon, if you haven't turned the power to the base on, you have to get a space suit so that you can you can breathe. But you don't spawn with a spacesuit. But the, you know, they're, they're everywhere. You just have to run to get one. So I, I died. Unfortunately, Kyle was unable to save me. He was like one-tenth of a second too slow. So I spawned. I'm like, oh, I'm suffocating. I gotta go get a spacesuit. And on the moon level, there's this alien. Or not alien, but there's this like... I'm not saying they're aliens. A, there's a, a zombie in a spacesuit <laughs> that I just like named after one of your friends on your friends list. Um, and he's real slow, and when he grabs you, he uh, steals any power-ups you have, and then teleports you to a random place in the map. So I respawn, I'm going to get a spacesuit, and just, I mean, literally perfect, like, 
horror or comedy timing, like based on how you feel about the situation. Literally, as soon as I get to the spacesuit and grab it, and I'm getting ready to put it on, the door opens, and I think his name was Greg, or George, or something like that. In in this game that we were playing, because <laughs> um, you know he has a random name. Um, and it, the door opens, and he's right there, and I'm standing right there, and he grabs What's up, me, dude. <laughs> And uh, steals my power up, um, and then teleports me somewhere else randomly on the map, and I'm unable to get to another spacesuit, and I suffocate and die again. It was it was hilarious. Here I thought you were going to say it was minutes. named after me, and, no, and there was caffeine rage. That would be great, but no, it was like George or Greg or something, because it'll pull from your friends list or like some randomly generated like names. Uh, it sounds like it very just... generic names. Uh, yeah. What was Bob taken? Must have been. Uh, Bob was in. Uh, was Bob was in too. the base uh, uh, drinking a uh, brain tang. But I mean, you know, it's it's fun. It's just a lot of fun to play, and we'll. We all said, yeah, we should play this more often. So I, I don't know if we're actually going to or not, but we've all said that we want to. And uh, I know that you're not the biggest fan of it. Well, um, but you would. Well, the thing is, is, well, I was going to say the thing is that my only real encounter of it was on Kyle knowing exactly what to do on the map. So I was just standing there thinking, why the hell am I even here? Yeah, Kyle and Kyle's and I kind of go back and forth for who is performing the best. But Kyle does that Kyle thing where he optimizes everything. And I'm just like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to kill stuff. Yeah, see, that kind of killed the enjoyment for me was. Kyle had pretty much the perfect build for that particular map, and it just was not fun for me. Yeah, I like to play like the random, like go to the random box and get random weapons and try new shit. Oh, and... What you you went to the loot box? Spanking time! Yeah, I went to I went to the loot box. Um, but Mel's is Mel's is fun to have along for the ride. Yeah, I don't but... think Mel's was uh, on uh, last time I played with Kyle. No, no offense, Mel's. I I love you, girl. But we we definitely carry Mel's, but it's all right. We have a good time, and she's fun to play with. So that's all that matters. Um, but yeah, it it would be fun for all four of us to be there. And just whenever Kyle starts saying, "All right, we're gonna start a pain train," just like come find me or Mel's and be like, "I don't I don't want to do what Kyle's saying. I just want to shoot things and talk shit about zombies." And then I'll tell you to. To come with me if you want to live. Oh no! If I wanted to live, I'd probably go with the person that's been maxed everything. <laughs> Fair play. Fair play. Come with me if you want to have a good time. Wow. Well, that that that's a burn for Kyle. <laughs> You're right. It is. I'm just digging a hole. So I'm just gonna say that if you want uh, to play what, uh, what, Zoms, but... what are you gonna just take caps lock at this point and uh, just go all in? Hey, I'll just edit it out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you want to come have a good time playing some zombies with all of us, um, there will be at least one spot open, maybe two, because Mel's doesn't play, at least historically, she hasn't played as much as Kyle and I have whenever we do get together to play. Uh, so, maybe if Kyle doesn't min-max everything, I'll try it again. It's just, it was a bad experience, you know? Kyle and I got pretty good at min-maxing the moon map together. We could get pretty far every time, but eventually it would just come down to like one of us would fuck up. And then the other one would be like, I don't know if I can do this all by myself. And eventually it would happen. Where I'm sure there, uh, 
is one somewhere, but maybe uh, we should look for a uh, some sort of not pure uh, randomly generated, but some sort of pseudo random generation uh, horde shooter. Ah, you're talking about Fortnite Save the World Edition. Okay. Uh, uh, only I don't want to pay for it. I'll wait for it to go to free. When it goes free to play, that's that's probably a, a good place to start. Yeah, I kind of miss uh, Monday Night Combat. Uh, I had a pretty good horde shooter on it. Yeah, I really like Monday Night Combat. Yeah, shame uh, the company you're running it was a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> that rings true for a lot of companies these days. In the gaming industry, specifically, or particularly. But yeah, I think that's all the games both of us played this week, right? Uh, I believe so. Four and four. Sweet. So. And we were only 15 minutes off our timer. Yeah. So, moving on to the first news topic of the week. Speaking of Uh, companies uh, being dumbasses. Indeed, Xaviant Games removes the Culling 2 from storefronts. <laughs> and uh, there should be like a little... Uh, yeah, this was uh, pretty much in the middle of everything. They uh, essentially decide, you know, let's try the game that we actually had uh, some people buy. Yeah, the game that we had success with. Uh, and didn't they announce that. that it was going to go free-to-play? They... Did they say it was definitely going to? Uh, I know that I heard some, that, that, like, we're considering making it free-to-play, but maybe they did say they were making it free-to-play. Uh, yeah, this is such a weird, weird thing. Okay, history lesson. The original Calling released a few years ago, all right? Uh, this was uh, right when uh, the uh, Battle Royale genre was really starting to take off, but it was pre-PUBG. So, you know, Battle Royale hasn't been invented yet. Right. I could hear you roll your eyes, by the way. <laughs> I didn't make, I didn't roll my eyes, but I did make a face because I was saying right, like, sarcastically. Uh, but uh, the calling came out, and it was a weird combination of battle royale or what would become the, pretty much the standard battle royale. Uh, a little bit of game show mechanics, but also some survival mechanics, where it has a crafting system in it and. It was more emphasis on melee combat, if I recall correctly. I had uh, alpha code for it. I think I toyed around with it a little bit, but I never really got too far into it. Because I think Battle Royale was just not my thing. Uh, but as they progressed through early access, they essentially bucked with it so much that they lost the charm of the game. And were chasing industry trends. To the point where after released on early access uh, they dropped support for it altogether well a few days ago they re- announced and uh, launched the calling 2 which let's be perfectly honest PUBG clone <coughs> right i mean yeah. i mean just looking at it looked more generic even than PUBG which is saying which is something. hard to do uh, and it looks like or i should say looked like it ran worse than PUBG, which is also a low bar to begin with. Uh, all sorts of uh, level of detail pop in, some what looked like very floaty controls. It just didn't look like it was ready for prime time. It, it looked like it was um, Radical Heights with a PUBG skin. Alright? Yeah. So, it released and it had a grand total, I think, uh, uh, peak players of somewhere in the 20 range. 
for a battle royale game. And there was uh, stories going around uh, within 24 hours. Two people are playing The Calling, <laughs> too. <laughs> Which uh, turns out that they, uh, yeah, it's one of those uh, uh, permadeath uh, battle royales. You play the game, you die, you lose the game. <laughs> okay, not really. But they decided, you know, let's pull this game because it's not selling. And focus on the game that people actually bought. And uh, announced that they were refocusing on the original calling. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And that was the uh, the focus of this week's gym, Gymquisition. We were talking about that. And like, look, here's a lesson to learn. After an industry trend becomes an industry trend, it's almost certainly too late to jump on the bandwagon. Focus on ideas that actually, you know, can stand out or actually can be different and profitable. And I, I love that they went back to, it's like, oh, we're throwing in the towel on this new Battle Royale stuff. We're going to go back to what worked for us before, which was... I mean, it's technically you know, still Battle had. Royale, but uh, it's just, oh, <laughs> it's such a weird, 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 weird thing. Uh, let's yeah. see. Uh, it looks like, okay, they were essentially rebranding uh, the calling as uh, uh, day one. Uh, that's right. The literal day one version of the game way back in March 2016 will be deployed. So they literally went back to the original calling and went back to the launch version of it. <laughs> I mean, talk about going to the, back to the fucking drawing board, huh? Yeah, because I, I hadn't figured out you know exactly what this whole day one thing was yet. Yeah, the calling day one reference is limited to PC only, uh, since it is literally the same client we released in March of 2016, and it's not on Xbox. It's not Xbox One compatible. <laughs> We'd love to make it available on Xbox, but that would require weeks, if not uh, months, of work. Rest easy, though, Xbox One players, because. We will be uh, bringing our future changes directly to you as well. So they are essentially going right back to the drawing board. <laughs> oh, this abuses me far, far too much. Which maybe second time around they will do better, but uh, th- you know they've lost a lot of community goodwill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I never played the culling. I didn't play the culling two when it existed. Well, let's so. put it this way. I'm, I'm on the Steam charts for uh, the original calling. Um, care to guess player numbers? Um, how many how many digits are there? Can you give me that? Um, well, let's go by the week long digits. All right. So, uh, this was uh, covers um, pretty much the calling two's re- uh, release polling. And then the day one launch, uh, or day one rebrand, or whatever. Uh, there are two digits. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so less than a hundred. Yes. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I I was thinking like four or five hundred. But uh, no. Def- definitely not. Okay. Let's put it this way. If I go to... Uh, the month-long scale on Steam charts, it barely breaks a hundred at one point. But it's uh in 
uh, July 20th. So maybe that is the uh, change date. Uh, maybe uh, 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 maybe it's a you know, barely in the week, uh, uh, you know, outside of the week view. So maybe it breaks 100. And I'm being uh, extra unkind, but you know, the fact that the week long is down to due digits already, not a good sign. Yeah, definitely not. Let's put it this way. Uh, 24 hour peak, 23. <laughs> well, you know, that's almost one an hour. That's that's better than some games on Steam. Evolve? Oh, shots fired. Well, to be fair, a bit. to be fair, to get a full game, you only need 16 players because this isn't a 100 player battle royale. So with, with 23... Uh, one and almost two all day. Yeah. Well, one and a half. Well, let's call it one. Uh, yeah, to have the AFKers and people going to the bathroom. Yeah. Let's put it this way: as of twenty-five minutes ago, thirteen. Nice. I'm gonna guess that the game flopped. Yeah, I did definitely. Definitely did. To be fair, you know, this hasn't uh, ver- been very good press form, <laughs> right? No, it hasn't. The, and the, there a video where they were like, was it an apology video? I don't remember exactly, but it was like. Uh, well, there, yeah, yeah, there we is an, an apology video uh, uh, on the uh, Steam store. Yeah, I saw this on YouTube or Yeah, it's on YouTube. Thing. Link on Reddit, maybe. Yeah, like, uh, we, man, he uh, looks so defeated. <laughs> yeah, he looks so sad. Like, we made a mess. Uh, we this made is a terrible that we're laughing this much at it, but also not. Because, you know, chasing yeah. industry trends, when you're not... If the industry uh, trend is already, you know, hitting mainstream where the AAA games are doing it, it's too late. I think that's going to be... Have to, uh, maybe that should be our, uh, uh, a new commandment. If the AAA uh, games have already caught into a trend... Is already too late for that trend. Yeah, it's too late unless you have something to add to it, like something that makes it unique or interesting or can distinguish yourself enough from the the trend itself. Well, they uh, well the calling two did distinguish itself as being more bland than PUBG. Okay, <laughs> sure. Type, yes, it did do that. That is a true statement. Based on the videos I've seen, but I not say. what I'm going for. <laughs> oh, I, I do wonder uh, what the future of this game is. If they're going to try to continue to, uh, well, I, I I can't even say improve. How about um, fix past mistake, uh, uh, put right what once went wrong. They're they're going full quantum leap. Uh, should, is, hmm, I'm trying to decide if I should say don't ever go full Quantum Leap. How about, uh, don't go series ending Quantum Leap? Because, boy, that was a disappointment. Almost as much as the calling sales. <laughs> yeah, it turns out God uh, runs a bar. Who knew? Yeah, Heaven's just uh, a fancy Motel 6 across the street from a Denny's. Not even the good Denny's. I mean, the one that, uh, you know, you get shits half the time from. Yeah, and and Satan runs the Denny's. Which honestly makes a lot uh, of sense. That's actually in a book I read once 
called Hello, My Name is Karma. So it's a really interesting, really interesting book, but I can't find it anywhere. I read it several years ago. I liked it. I had a copy, but it well, um, got lost when we moved. Well, uh, my favorite uh, uh, religious parody is uh, uh, the Gospel of Biff, uh, Christ's uh, or Jesus's childhood friend. What? Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find it on Amazon. Now we're looking for books again. Welcome to the book book portion of the podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry, Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff, uh, Christ's Childhood Pal. And yes, it is on Amazon. <laughs> Here, I'll throw you a link on that one. Because, uh, let's just put it this way. Jiu-Jitsu is named after Jesus. <laughs> okay. Interesting. You thought I was making this up. Turns out uh, no, we I'm... found out where Biff went. Yeah, he went to go write this book or be a part of the gospel. <laughs> I love that there's an imitation leather version of it as well. Because <laughs> I just had the audio book, but <laughs> damn. Ugh. But I think we're a little off topic. Uh, Oh, holy shit. Is this it? What? Did I find it? Oh, this is it. Uh It's four bucks on this website. What is this? Barnes Barnes and Noble. Oh, that's a a gray market site. You don't want to buy from there. Holy shit. Has he written any more books? Like, I know the guy who wrote this book. Let's see. Let's 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 look him up on 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 Amazon. <laughs> no. Uh I'm looking at some of the other uh uh books that the, uh that this guy Christopher Moore has written. You suck a love story. Blood sucking friends book 2. Turns out uh this guy's uh, uh girlfriend was a vampire. <laughs> Practical demon keeping. Yes, 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 yes. This is it. This book is probably going to suck horribly because I haven't read it in many, many years. But I, I I went to high school with the guy who wrote this. He was a couple years older than me. I remember when he wrote the book and he gave some of them to people that he knew and, you know, was, you know, friends or acquaintances with that were interested. And so he gave me a copy of his book. The Stupidest Angel, A Heartwarming Tale of Christmas Terror. <laughs> May have to fill out my bookshelf with some of these. Just just ignore me while I'm on my quest. <laughs> I'm just making sure that this book doesn't exist anywhere else I can get it than Barnes & Noble. But it doesn't look like it. It's not even on Amazon. Wow. He, he must have not uh, went on to have a career as a writer. That doesn't bode well. No. I mean, hell, anybody, I, I uh, any random Yahoo can put a book on Amazon, even self-published. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a religious, if I remember correctly, it was religious satire. Um, but it also dealt with some mental health stuff. Um, yeah, add to cart. Be <laughs> my shopping cart. Can you pay with PayPal on Barnes & Noble? You can. Okay. But basically, uh, oh. the uh, uh, the gospel according to Biff, it's trying to fill out the uh, the blank space uh, during Jesus's life. 
So they uh, resurrected uh, Biff, his childhood pal. And turns out Biff is not a, a, a very uh, good person. <laughs> yeah, like you do. Nice. Uh, but yeah, All right. I'll, I'll finish purchasing. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Later. We've gone down a weird rabbit hole. <laughs> we have, hey, but we have, we have, but we found uh, Franken Show content. Maybe I'll do a reading of this book. <laughs> it's not very long, if I remember it correctly. Just a few hundred pages. Maybe not even that long. Do a yeah, do a reading of it. Okay, on to our next <laughs> news topic. Um, a coding typo ruined the Xenomorph AI and Aliens Colonial Marines. Yeah, this is a story from last week that was just too juicy to you know pass up and yeah you know, just leave in the background. Oh. What the hell is gear? Well, I shouldn't even say Gearbox because Gearbox farmed out so much Colonial Marines to focus on Borderlands Two and shifted money to Borderlands Two, even though they, uh, yeah, denied it the entire time. But you know, with the AI for the aliens broken this much, kind of uh, hard to justify that uh, saying that you actually uh, worked on this game, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, on the one hand. So what it was is that there was a typo. Um, it was supposed to say uh, tether. Yeah. T, yeah, T-E-T-H-E-R, but it was spelled teether. teether? Yeah, teether. Tether? Yeah, uh, essentially, uh, this typo was in the uh, scripting for the alien's uh, AI. It was in one of the AI files. And what this uh, particular command was doing was... Uh, it would look at the essentially the uh, map database uh, to try to find routes to flank the player to you know behave like um, an alien from the aliens franchise you know try to flank try to you know, uh, not just charge head on but because of this typo they weren't able to find the database so the AI assumed okay there's no routes around. We're in a tunnel. Let's charge. And it completely broke the alien AI because, yeah, any alien in the game would just blindly charge unless it was some sort of scripted event. And that seems like a big enough bug that people would, oh, no, notice in playtesting, doesn't it? Yeah. Try Try and fix it to be like, hmm, these aliens don't seem to be like tethering properly I mean, to the right area. I mean, to be fair... Let's go to, look at their behaviors. Uh, to, to, to be fair, with how the game was farmed out and done piecemeal, I assume... Now, granted, I'm not a programmer, and I don't even play one on the podcast, that it would... <laughs> I found that funnier than I probably should have. Uh, Like most of my jokes... Uh, I would assume that looking at somebody else's code and how they're doing things is like trying to learn a second a second language if you don't have any sort of proper notation or you know have any clue of what the hell they're doing with this. So that could uh, break things and make it a lot more difficult. They could have not been doing proper versioning. So it essentially, uh, like in uh, the google document for the podcast you're able to see the uh, individual changes uh based on uh, the versions 
if they aren't doing that properly, that would uh, make it a lot harder to be able to determine what changed and uh, narrow down what broke it. So there are excuses, but the fact that they haven't patched it in five years, less so. Yeah, and honestly, even though, like, sure, it seems like an honest mistake, you know, just a typo, missed it, like, couldn't figure it out or whatever, the game is still broken in so many other ways and incomplete. Yeah, this doesn't make and, it, uh, yeah, some sort of uh, diamond in the rough. This just makes yeah, it and less modders, Yeah, modders have been able to, without, I assume, without correcting this typo, because if it was just a typo, I assume some, like... You well, know, uh, a modder no, who found that earlier no, no, surely no, no, would have no, said no, that. This was found it. a few weeks ago by a modder trying to essentially fix the game. And, yeah. Uh, or it broke a few weeks ago. It was actually found a, a couple months ago, but never really made the rounds news wise, from what I could understand. So, okay. uh, this was found by a modder trying to fix the game. And I'm not sure if he was just going through. And this is something that. Uh, writing a lot of text it's easy to you know add a letter and you know it's that's it just glancing at it it's you know hard to notice unless you're really looking for it especially since the yeah. two commands aren't lined up so it I, I do understand how it could be missed but at the same time you know this is something that should have easily been found in QA or if it was found and wasn't fixed. This uh, leads to some sort of breakdown in communication within whatever developer was actually working on this. Yeah, it, it said it was uh, uh, uncovered in 2017, so it's been a few months. You know, uh, okay. Uh, it just didn't make the news rounds until very recently. I, I'm assuming that whatever modder uh, found this uh, was, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's probably closer to the release of uh, one of the versions of his mod. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, if you change this, uh, yeah, move a letter, it uh, makes the alien AI uh, work a lot better. Turns out it's AAI instead of AI, huh? Yeah, yeah. I just, man, I find it like this game. This is like the the one of the gaming gifts that keeps on giving, <laughs> you know. Uh, Gearbox or Aliens Colonial Marine? Because um, honestly, yes. Gearbox uh, does some shitty stuff as well. Uh, and also, did you see the response from Gearbox? I, I didn't put in the uh, docket. Um, I don't remember... Uh, the job listing? I saw it, but I don't remember what it said. No, the, the... Oh, no, job listing? No, I didn't see oh. that. Okay, so I saw like a snarky tweet. I think. Uh, they, well, they did a snarky tweet and it list and it linked to a job listing for a copy editor for code, essentially. And the one requirement was, uh, what is the proper uh, uh, spelling of tether? But it just it came off so uh, bitterly to me, mostly because this has been unpatched and missed for years. Yeah. And honestly, I've realized that there's probably external forces for an Aliens game. But having the AI for your antagonist in a completely non-functional state, or essentially non-functional, because they they were moving, so 
to the point where the aliens don't even act like what they're supposed to be. That would be a reason to delay the game. And I realize yeah. that, you know, that is getting in the way of marketing. That is getting, that's going to cause all sorts of corporate backlash. But, uh, you know, a bad game on release is tough to shake that, uh, that albatross. That, uh, that constant, yo, well, it's less shitty now. I mean, even look at No Man's Sky that has seen a lot of improvement through its uh, post-release patches. There's still a, a lot of people, myself included, that are rather jaded by the game just because of how deceptive the uh, marketing for that game was and how it should have never released in the state it was. No matter the fact that Sean Murray pretty much was just saying, well, it released in the state we thought it would be good in, but we were running out of money. Little jackass. <laughs> we'll have more time to talk about that <laughs> later. Next week. Maybe. Because you have other things that you have to play as well. Indeed, I do. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, you know, I've been talking a little bit as we've gone about it. Um, you know, I don't, I, this doesn't let them off the hook just because of how broken the game was in other ways. Um, or the fact that the, the preview for it, uh, the vertical slice of gameplay was complete bullshit. Yeah, completely 100% scripted. Well, not even completely scripted because, you know, uh, that's the thing about uh, E3 trailers is that they are scripted. Uh there's been videos about other games showing, you know, just how scripted they are and how, you know, the, sli- uh, the slice of gameplay is kind of a bullshit thing to begin with. Granted, this may not be yeah. as true these days, but I still think it is pretty true that uh, you're pretty much just watching in-game fo- or uh, in-engine footage instead of gameplay footage a lot of the time. Or if it's not completely scripted, it's guided to such an extreme extent that it may as well be uh but the entire sequence that they showed was nowhere even close to being in the game that's where the vertical slice of gameplay was bullshit this isn't you know a watchdogs uh, uh segment where uh they changed the lighting system because uh you know the uh the consoles just couldn't handle it you know yeah this was uh like you, you know the uh, them saying that it takes place in Chicago, uh, but it's in St. Louis. Yeah. I, I will say one other thing is that I've heard some amount of disagreement on how much it actually fixes the AI. I've seen some um, gameplay footage, and it looks like it, it does a quite a bit of changes to it. It's, uh, yeah. The people that are showing it are usually in the first couple of encounters with the aliens, so later on it may hit treble. Yeah, and considering yeah, or later on it may actually become more improved yeah oh. as there's more stuff to deal with yeah well it may also be there may be other problems in the AI code yeah but yeah it's just it, it's inexcusable I think that's uh, pretty much what, what I have to say about it it's inexcusable that it was released in the state yeah agreed I mean I could understand how it happened uh, on an internal level, but it should have never been released. 
Yeah. And that's all I got to say about that. That's, that's all I have to say about that. Well, I will say that I have drained my water and I need a quick And then you break. need to go make water. Indeed. So let's take a take a quick quick break. On to our next news topic then, now that you're <laughs> now that you're ready to go. Uh Germany bans vague pre order release dates. Um so to sort of uh, put that into more specific terms um they've banned pre-order sales or or pre-orders on things that don't have specific release dates so you can no longer pre-order a game that's coming soon or you know um was just announced and won't be released for a couple of years uh, it has to have an actual yeah you'll have to kickstart date. it instead yeah yeah <laughs> Or, or, or I would say like quarters, you know, like uh, available in the fall or, you know, available quarter two, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if that counts or if that's well, even too vague. Well, they just said vague uh, without a solid release date, according to German news. Granted, you know, this is uh, a translation of a site. I'm assuming that's your water. Listening to me pouring... <laughs> water into well, my cup. Well, I just heard it at first and then I just stopped and oh, that's water. <laughs> but yeah, uh, since, so you were since saying- we were saying it's non uh, uh, vague or uh, uh, non-concrete, non-solid, uh, one of those words, uh, I would assume that it includes, you know, just uh, out like uh, out in August would be uh, banned as well. So a uh, quick question. Is this what uh-huh. uh, consumer uh, protectionism uh, looks like? I think so. I think this is what, uh, yeah, consumer protection is like. If only we had some of that over here in the United States. Some sort of consumer protection, some kind of digital rights stuff that works in our favor instead of some corporate bullshit way. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to find an argument uh, for... Yeah, you know, why this is a bad thing outside of you know wearing a suit, right? Yeah, because this is highly in favor of the consumer, and usually whenever yeah. they have these vague release dates, for one, it's very prone to be either delayed or at the very end of that window. So you know, if it's a uh, an autumn release date, you know, it'd be practically December. <laughs> Uh, assuming, of course, they're talking about the consumer calendar and not the business calendar, of course, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to really find issue with this, really, in my opinion. I mean, granted, I'm yeah, sure I, that there's no... going to be people complaining because whenever uh, that was something else uh, that was possibly on the docket at one point or going to be on the docket was uh, uh, the banning of loot crates, uh, the trading of them, or even in some cases, the opening of them. Uh, seeing uh, people uh, pipe up, uh, complaining about not being able to open them, uh, uh, particularly in CS:GO, you know, Counter Strike uh, Global Offensive, because I absolutely yeah. hate it whenever people uses uh, the initials for a game and you're not exactly sure what it is. Well, I mean, I know what CS:GO is. Yeah, but it's for Although me to I be completely anyone who's uh, listening uh, who... to be completely clear. Uh, uh, 
Counter-Strike uh, Global Offensive was uh, recently smacked down. I believe it was in the Netherlands and somewhere else. Uh, they were unable to uh, allow trading of uh, items uh, obtained out of a loot crate. Because, uh, you know, the whole gambling thing. Uh, and I've yeah. seen more than a few people pissed about uh, not being able to trade away their stuff. I mean, I could understand why if it, you know, it's just this sudden. But at the same time, it's uh, it's such a slimy pa- uh, practice to begin with. So seeing uh, the consumers protected, even against uh, what they would really want, at least in the short term, it's hard to argue. Yeah, I mean, I, I could understand being frustrated if you like put all this money and effort or whatever into getting that stuff, and then suddenly you can't trade it or whatever. Especially but... some of the people that not really uh, make a living on it, but close enough that they're comfortable. Yeah, or yeah, you know, or I, mean, it, I can see how or that... it funds their hobby. Yeah, I mean, I can see how that sucks, and I understand that, but the you that those people would be in the minority um as opposed to the people that this is going to help more and that's you know there's always some uh negative consequence to any decision that's made pretty pretty much you know maybe not always but most of the time and so even though this is going to be helping uh this is in general good for the consumer there are going to be some outliers who like you said are maybe funding their hobby via this stuff or earning a little bit, um, earning a living off of it or something like that. And it does suck for those people, but I think it's more important to protect the group as a whole. You know, this is a, a needs of the many situation. Outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Indeed. Well, I had to completely logical. Quote. You did. You did. I understand. But, you know, I mean, this is that type of situation. So, you know, I mean, sometimes, sometimes that happens. Life is, is certainly not fair, but I think that this is, uh, or that was a good thing, making it more fair for other people, you know, as consumer protection. But anyways, yeah, that was yeah, this, a, a related tangent, <laughs> but still a tangent. Yeah, according to this, the ruling follows a consumer protection claim against a uh, leading German electronics uh, chain, uh, Media Mark. Over pre-orders of, for a smartphone, but now applies to all products, including video games. So this is more of a broad thing anyway in Germany, which uh, the whole, you know, coming soon is really just limited to electronics and video games these days. Because uh, usually they yeah. want the hype train to know the exact uh, day it's pulling into the station, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you'll get, we had a very brief discussion about this before. You'll get like a coming soon to whatever for, for movies. Yeah, but that's a teaser, not a full trailer. Those are, that's the thing. Yeah. Which, which is still advertising, but it's not like the main thrust of the advertising. It's, it's the trailer for the trailer. Yeah. You know, like announcing the announcement. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit little bit different. And also that's not exactly the same as uh you know, the whole pre order stuff to begin with. But yeah, it's so odd to see com- uh, uh consumer protectivism, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is this is normal in civilized parts of the world. 
Oh. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so, so you're saying that we that... shouldn't uh, be electing hooting baboons? <laughs> that is, yeah. And that's not even uh, just not... Trump. Uh, the guy in Georgia, did you see him? Oh, yeah. The guy, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm not even going to talk about him. That does not deserve to be talked about. He deserves to not even be up for consideration. He well, should, thankfully yeah. he isn't. Oh, well, okay. The last time I saw that wasn't... Oh, no, 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 no. Obviously, you don't know the entire story then. Uh, he uh, lost his primary, so he's out in a few months anyway. Oh, good. Thank he, God. He's just uh, making an ass of himself. He, literally. He was li- for anyone who doesn't know, he was literally being openly racist and using racial slurs in campaign speeches. Uh, no, uh, maybe we were thinking of different people because this is the one that was on some sort of punked show. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, nope, there was a Georgia politician who was running for some office who was using uh, racial racial slurs openly and saying things like, um, you know, we should be allowed to use these words if they're allowed to use other words. And if we're going to treat everybody equally, then we deserve to be able to to say what we want to them. This is America, First Amendment, freedom of speech. Okay, okay. We're talking about two completely different Georgia dumbasses. Oh, good. So the... Uh, Jesus. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, uh, in between uh, uh, topics, which were pretty much here anyway, I need to go get you a link. Uh-huh. And we're pretty much there anyway, so... Yep, I'm just... You said you're going to give me a link, so I'm just waiting yeah, uh, on it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to give you the short version of it. Because there's the long version as well. Uh, this has uh, the text ad blocker, but uh, oh, you can just click and continue watching, and it's there. Okay. Uh, let's. See. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you haven't seen this guy. The, uh, we get a lot of reaction. More freaking show content. <laughs> I, I'm assuming this is uh, two different guys. Or maybe uh, you're seeing the uh, the fallout from it. I don't know. Yeah, no, no thanks on the ads. Yeah, just continue watching and it brings it up. Now, mind you, politician. <laughs> I, I, did you just deflate? I'm still watching. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have not seen this. <laughs> literally is showing is is this two different guys this is two different guys <laughs> this is probably uh, oh one of his constitu- constituents uh, protecting him or trying to did I just break you I don't I don't I, I can't I don't just wow just fucking wow but not in a good way uh, the modern Republican Party? The modern something. <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, let's return to things that make sense and don't make me want to commit acts of violence. Oh, uh, sorry. 
because that might might not be the solution. Four years after it was announced, <laughs> Crackdown Three is in a tough spot. Yeah, I may have broken Jared in between uh, news topics, and we'll probably be in Franken content. Yeah, not not as tough as those Georgian Georgian politicians. <laughs> well, you just need to scream America. Yeah, and and racial slurs uh. repeatedly and loudly. All right. <laughs> So so yeah, Crackdown Crackdown Three. It's it's been announced at E3s for like four or five years. Yeah, at uh, this point, it originally took the stage in 2015 uh, during the Gamescom uh, media briefing uh, to present pre-alpha footage of the game, and uh, it's not really progressed all that far since, has it? <laughs> nope. Oh. It's had multiple release dates that have all been moved or pulled. Um, it was slotted for release at some point this year. It had like a hard release date and then that was pulled and then it was shown off at E3 again. And I think it was given a release date for next year and then that's been pulled too. Uh, so they're following the Kingdom Hearts 3 model. Yes. Yes, they are. Which is we'll we'll get there eventually. Eventually, yeah. Only they're not releasing about twenty uh, sub games in between the two uh, main uh, stages of the series. Yeah, and Crackdown the Crackdown series was fun. It definitely you know it wasn't not fun, but it was. Does it is it something that requires this long a development, Tom? No, I don't think. Grant, so. they are talking There's about. Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, they promised a competitive multiplayer open world experience with 100% destructible environments. Boy, there's so many things in that uh, uh, sentence that uh, is red flags to me. Granted, yeah. never really played the Crackdown series because it was console exclusive as far as I know. Yeah, it was. Crackdown 2 had semi-destructible environments. So not, you know, not everything was destructible, but lots of the environment was destructible. And because the whole idea is like you're a, a super soldier, you know, you could pick up pieces of buildings and throw them at people. Uh, uh, no, so, no, 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 no. You're not a super soldier. Let's, t- let's say it what it is. You're Terry Crews in an Old Spice commercial. <laughs> yes. Literally. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, that was what they did for their E3 trailer this this E3 or this year's E3. Yeah, but yeah, it starts to make a little bit more sense now, doesn't it? It does. It does. But this game should have already been flying off of shelves and into the pants. I mean, consoles of millions. <laughs> now, are we talking about in the front uh, the front case. side or the back side of the pants? Yes. And uh, underwear, <laughs> pants. yeah see what i did there a little wordplay uh but indeed yeah it's just uh, well there was a uh, video that i saw not long before uh, our recording time from i'm pretty sure it was set alpha talking about how final fantasy 7 it's a remaster was uh may have been uh, announced a tad too early and I think this is a trend that we're slowly seeing reined in, not removed, reined in. 
of where games aren't announced uh, years beforehand. Most of the time, unless you're Bethesda, but then it's a teaser that, you know, who knows when that will show up, right? Even though there's, I I saw people uh, earlier today actually talking about how hot they are for Starfield. How? Yeah, that's got two years minimum before that's out. Two? At least. No, no, it's two years minimum for the next Elder Scrolls game before they even start major work on Starfield. Oh, I thought that they were working. I thought it was Elder Scrolls. Part of the announcement. I thought it was Elder Scrolls, then Starfield, not the other way around. Maybe I'm, um, I got those two backwards, but you know, it's still multiple years and you literally just have a teaser that shows, you know, it's in space and the title and you're hyped. Obviously that you haven't been playing many Bethesda games lately, have you? <laughs> I've been playing one Bethesda game here lately. Technically, I mean, it's a published by Bethesda. Well, yeah. Uh, but, <sighs> This is, once again, just more industry stuff that just doesn't make a lot of sense, at least to someone on the outside. You know, maybe for an industry insider, especially for a, you know, a triple A, uh, game release that was supposed to be early console generation, uh, launch, uh, not launch, but, you know, early first, uh, year, second year, uh, launch, uh, after launch, I should say. It just makes no sense to me that it's taking this long unless there's some severe design issues that they're having to work out. Which for a yeah. crackdown game? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't... What could they be working on? I that? don't see it. There's got to be something else going on. I suspect that this is something where people get put on and then pulled off of the project to go work so on So it's just perpetual uh, redoing and uh, understanding the code? Yeah, because I I remember for Sea of Thieves, I I had read an interview or saw an interview, um, or maybe it was a a big Reddit post about someone who had worked there. Like they were when Sea of like when Sea of Thieves, they were hoping it was gonna be some major massive thing, you know, some big hit, which you know it did well for you know Xbox <laughs> for what it was. It was not what they wanted it to be, but at one point they had pulled people. They were like. 250 or 300 people working on Sea of Thieves trying to basically redo a bunch of stuff um, and they'd pulled people off of a bunch of projects I suspect the Crackdown team has been pulled off of Possibly. many projects to work on other things uh, I'm thinking about who is who is developing Crackdown uh, I think it's a Microsoft first party title Although I don't know which studio specifically they would have working on it. Does it say in the article? Uh, no, that's why. Or at least I didn't see it in my uh, breeze over. Uh, Reagent so Games, uh, Sumo Digital, and Cloudine. Which, um, uh, which Regent is no longer working on Crackdown 3, so strike them. Uh, Crowd. Uh, is looks like they're only working on Crackdown Three, and Sumo Digital has a Regent Games Sumo Digital Cloud Gen. Yeah, it looks like Sumo Digital has a lot of uh, uh, things on uh, 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 right now, including Dead Island Two. So they have uh, Dead Island Two still cooking. They have uh, Project Nova, whatever the hell that is. That doesn't even have a proper Wikipedia page, and I don't. 
recognize the name. Uh, Team Sonic Racing. So, yeah, they have a few things, so they could have been pulled off. So, yeah, that does make a lot more sense. That, you know, the team is just getting shipped around. Yeah. Which could cause, you know, tons especially of since there's the same team stick on the project for a long period of and time. And especially since they lost a developer on it and that went somewhere else. Uh, I do think that if they didn't announce it, uh, they would have just quietly uh, canceled uh, Crackdown 3 by this point. And it's just they're going to have to take the money uh, pit uh, approach at this point because they would just get so much negative publicity. And let's be perfectly honest. To borrow a phrase from Jim Starling, the Xbox is just a little bit shit. It's just a little bit shit. There's not a lot of first party titles on it. Unless it's Halo. Yeah. And all of their other first party titles, I mean, all of their titles I think are available on PC except for... For Halo? Is that the only one you can't get on PC? I'm pretty sure. There's probably a few other ones, but Halo's the big one. Yeah. And yeah, you can't get Halo on PC aside from Halo Wars. Yeah, which honestly, why would you want to play Halo Wars on PC? I mean, it's pretty much designed for... No, 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 no. no, That's... Okay, maybe it might be a slight, slight against Halo Wars. But it's more. It played uh, pretty well on PC. Yeah, but I played it both. Yeah, ways. but it's designed pretty much around a controller. It is, but it does still perform better. on And the thing and is, uh, at least last time I checked, oh no, no, they did bring it to Steam, so you don't have to mess with the Windows Store. So I, for, uh, I forgot that they released it on Steam for a bit, but so yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, maybe it's that uh, that or feature creep, you know. Uh, oh, this is kind of cool. We should do this. Yeah, we should do this. We should do this as well. That's related to this. And they just build system upon system upon system. And you see this a lot in Kickstarters where they have a good core idea, but they add so much shit upon it that it's just uh, drowned out. Yeah. And they really don't give any reasoning behind this. You know, they have a lot of corporate speak, and that's about it. And, uh, I mean, Crackdown 3 isn't even going to be this year. It's going to be early next year. So, who knows uh, 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 if it's going to get delayed again, because the beginning of next year is getting a little crowded. I mean, the, the article lists Anthem. Days Gone and Metro Exodus all launch on the same day as Crackdown 3 in February. The same day. So, seeing it get shifted, especially with Division 2, not far after, wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities. Besides, it's not like uh, the fans of Crackdown aren't uh, used to the disappointment by now. Right? Yep, yep. I, I was at one point excited about this because I'm a fan of the the series from the past. But at this point, I'm so many years removed from it. I'm just like, nah, fuck it. Uh, it, it I've got other games it, to play. It is the Kingdom Hearts syndrome. They uh, have the development going for so long that people just forget that it was even a thing. Yeah. And then, go, and then lose their shit when the uh, trailer finally gets released at E3. <laughs> wow. It's Terry Crews. He's doing the thing. Whatever Terry Crews is known for. Yelling, right? I don't know. If Actually. And smelling of Old Spice. That, that's it. 
But he's not on a horse. That's the other guy. I'm on a horse. Yeah, some of the behind the scenes for uh, for the Old Spice commercials were just uh, fascinating. For how they shot that. Because it was all practical effects, or mostly practical effects. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, Ready to move on to the last couple things in the show? I think so. Did we have... I know we didn't have any emails. Oh, yeah, we got tweets. Uh, uh, pe- right. People discovered that we have a Twitter, which it, community corner us up. Which, uh, if you wish to be in the community corner, VGL Podcast at gmail dot com or VGL Podcast on the Twitter. So, Kyle, uh, hey VGL community, Mel's agreed to start a game of Axis and Allies with me. Uh, that been said, what side should should be on? And this is kind of an old poll. Uh, she ended up playing the Allies and lost to the sassy German. Unfortunately, uh, I did request it be a stream, but uh, they didn't stream it. But it was an Axis victory. So uh, the world is just a little bit more sassy. Uh, Kyle, again, uh, I started a new game of Factorio, and I may have come up uh, with the dumbest way to achieve coal liquidation. What, you put Don Blankenship in charge of the uh, mine? (laughs) For those who don't know, Go look up West Virginia Don Blankenship uh, political ads. He's a tower of charisma. Anyway, uh, rather than uh, use a a few boilers and solid fuel to generate the steam for this production, I could just turn the system up to a 40 megawatt uh, reactor and using the steam from that. Please note this reactor would not be used to produce energy, just oil. Uh, in uh, beautiful, clean, liquid coal. Also known as oil. Mel's, can't you just uh, hook it up to the butt end of a Shara fan, a fanboy? They give off uh, uh, just as much steam. I'm not sure why She-Ra's in this. Is there a thing that I don't know about? Do I need to go to out of the loop? I don't know, because I don't know about the thing. Yeah, a so butthurt She-Ra fan, so um, uh, that's 80s cartoons. I'm assuming some sort of reboot that I don't know about and frankly don't care about, because yeah, that's a little bit before my time. And you know, I, I still have a few years before my childhood is completely ruined by reboots. Thankfully, my favorite movie is Safe Until the Producer Dies. So yeah, I got that going for me, which is nice. Uh, Kyle, once again, uh, responding to Mel's if you can figure out how to hook them up uh, to the local de- liquid liquidation factories, I'm all for this. And then unknown spaceman. I was listening to the latest Franken episode, and until uh, Raid said the word Pyrex, uh, and uh, yeah, until uh, Raid said the word Pyrex, there was a moment where I thought a uh, bakeware was a new PC term. Well, see, I got this new Pyrex motherboard from Asus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, you gotta admit that some of the uh, cooking terms could be used as <laughs> computer terms, huh? Yeah, I wonder how a kapoosh could be a computing term. Oh, simple. It's a, a kaboosh uh, air cooler. Oh, there you go. I like that. Yeah, uh, uh, an Asus Pyrex uh, motherboard with a kapoosh air cooler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're just confusing people, aren't we? Indeed. 
Or, uh, yeah, you overclock your computer too much and it just goes kapoosh. Kapoosh. <laughs> yeah, and then it becomes the magic smoker. Uh, so I already gave the email and the Twitter, so that's pretty much for the community corner. Once again, if you wish to feed the content, do so, vglpodcast at gmail.com or vglpodcast on the Twitter. So, music time? Indeed. Stupidly do for that discovery cue. Oh, I got some shit on the front end of this. What in the fuck? Okay, this is uh, pretty much... I'm going to add this for you. Because that's the only reason. Because this looks... I don't know, it doesn't look terrible, but... There's a reason why it's probably going to get sales. And there's two of them. Okay. Dead or school? A anime booby beat-em-up from the looks of it? Let's just put it this uh, way. Uh, the uh, the screenshots uh, very much highlight certain aspects. I, uh, I'm in for the anime boobies, but beat-em-ups... I mean, I, I think this is a beat-em-up. Uh, beat-em-up or Metroidvania? Uh, well, uh, it says hack and slash, so hack and slash beat him up. Okay. I mean, it looks like it's actually getting uh, decent reviews, which is a little surprising. It looks like it has some production quality to it, which is also a little surprising. Uh, and from the looks of it, it also is, uh, at least first time on Steam for this particular, uh, developer and publisher. It's a self-published game. I mean, it actually doesn't look bad, but it, you know, it has a certain focus that uh, you know, kind of lowers the expectations, right? Yeah, is that a robot? Is that a robot mantis? Defeat, defeat enemies to make your girls stronger. Well, usually that's how XP with systems work. Those are some bouncy boobies. Zombies conquered the land of Tokyo, also known as Japan. Without hope, in underground shelters, people lived quietly. Well, except for the uh, without hope thing. A girl who grew up underground heard the world's word school from her grandmother. School is where children play and learn. It's uh, parades for young people, the best place to spend their youth. Hiskeo uh, dreamed of this school, and one day she would uh, do uh, was on an underground train heading above ground. What awaits her there? Despair. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a high-quality game and storytelling. It may be decent on uh, on uh, actual gameplay, though. Yeah, it looks like it does. It has um, a lot of pre-purchased assets that don't yeah. go together. Yeah, which is art style-wise, which is not a good sign. Yeah. It's dev. It doesn't look like an asset flip, so that's a good sign, yeah. but. Who knows? Maybe this is a one one man show, and he's bad at art, so he just got what he thought was cool stuff. Well, I got another game pretty much immediately after I hit the next uh, in queue. Did you get anything? Yeah, I've been staring at this one. <laughs> I, 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 I can see why. Talking about it. Uh, oh, hey, wait! I got dead or school too. Well, I beat you Sweet. to it. <laughs> and here I was putting it on because I thought you may not get it. Uh, I got Warhammer 40k Gladius Relics of War. Essentially, Warhammer 40k uh, Civ. 
it looks like turn-based, uh, you know, Civ-style uh, gameplay, which, yeah, works. Not sure how good it's going to be, because the Warhammer franchise has a very up-and-down history when it comes to video games, and there's some very scathing reviews on this, so... Uh, but it looks like it's pretty much a Civ 5 mechanics. Not not really a lot to talk about on this. Uh, because So I got one. Yeah. Go ahead because uh, yeah. Outpost Zero. I just that was literally this my looks, next game. <laughs> this looks kinda like Space Engineers, but with a little bit more focus on combat, and also it says that you can command uh, robotic minions around. Um, and I'm always interested in stuff like that. Otherwise, yeah, there's some pretty explosion effects that they're showing off. But otherwise, it just looks like a, a survival crafting sci-fi game. But I do like the idea of having, you know, robot a robot army or at least some what, robot What, you want uh, a robot companions. army? Yes, indeed. Not not a not just a not a Twitter bot army, mind you, a robot army. What you don't want to win the election? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I want the pressure. Yeah, but the fun part about it is with uh, the electoral college, you could both win and lose at the same time. Yeah, so we've seen, I believe, five times in U.S. history. Yeah, and twice within the last... All within the last... I was going to say twice in this century. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, Shining Residence uh, Refrain. JRPG from Sega. Not much more to say about it. I mean, Shining Residence, it's one of those series that I know is popular, but I've never played. Uh, if that makes any sense. Um... Yes. Uh, looks like some fairly good reviews. Just uh, uh, glancing over, it looks like it has some sort of at least partial uh, visual novel stuff uh, for some of the uh, cutscenes, or yeah, visual novel style, I should say. But not uh, yeah, a lot to talk about. I mean, JRPG. If you like your JRPGs, you know, probably uh, go for it. It is a full price title though, so. And it just released very recently, in the last uh, for, uh, last two weeks, and last uh, released fourteen days ago. How's this game relevant to you, uh, Van Helsing and a Torchlight Two? I don't think either of those are JRPGs, <laughs> and they're completely nice. different genres based on this. Uh, yeah, on the couple screenshots I can see that actually shows gameplay. Yeah, it looks like it looks like at some point you actually control a dragon as well. That that, that there you go. There, there's something for you. <laughs> so uh, I got another one, Arc Noir. This looks like a visual novel. Uh, well, okay, I'm just gonna read. Arc Noir is a resource management heavy RPG in which we'll use a wide variety of perks to build characters to your liking, take advantage of all sorts of seemingly random appearing items in order to survive the extreme conditions in which you find yourself. And Question. Kind of, it looks kind of steampunky more than noir, but it could be more noir writing or maybe actually in gameplay. You see more of those noir aspects. Uh, question: Is it but, actually uh, random or seemingly random? Don't know. Oh, for fuck's sake! It's I'm random. starting to get all the bullshit battle royale games. I, nice. I bet you this game has under ten players. 
Uh, Steam chart. Uh, let's put it this way. It's not even finding it. <laughs> and, yeah, this looks like pretty much pre-baked assets for a lot of it. Oh, and, it, uh, and whenever you click on it, it looks like it has the old Doom aesthetic. Or uh, Wolfenstein aesthetic, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be a hard so that's pass. My... Yeah. Uh, so I just got through my list. I had two. That's good enough. I got two more. And one that is intriguing. It's... Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce the first word on this. It's uh, a... It's, a, it's one of them there foreign words. Oh. Yeah, it must have not copied correctly. Or it's uh, because of the kanji on it's not copying correctly. So let's try it without the kanji. There we go. Tashiru uh, Scarlet Curiosity. This is an RPG with, uh, they say, bullet hell mechanics. Okay. It actually doesn't look that bad graphically. I mean, granted, they have a shit ton of bloom on some of these uh, uh, screenshots. Which is a little troubling. Let's just try and make it look pretty. I'm blind! <laughs> <laughs> they went on Michael Bay. Uh, computer, turn off the uh, lens flare generator. I mean, they have some... Uh, things on here that look like they could be pre-bought assets, but it's tough to really tell. Uh, particularly that snake looks odd, you know? Uh, in one of the screenshots. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. Let's see, last game of my uh, Discovery Q. Oh, dear God, that looks hideous. Let's put it this way. All the screenshots look like they're... What what resolution is that? It, a very bad one. I mean, it's uh, less than fifty percent of my screen. Whenever I click on them, so that would be below seven twenty p. Was adjusting myself, and I made a it made a weird squeaky noise. Well, I'm assuming you heard the squeaky. I didn't noise. hear the squeaky noise. It sounded like you were beating on something. Oh nope. Maybe that was just my chair moving. Or were you adjusting yourself in a different way? <laughs> no, nope, not this time. Oh, this time. So there's been times before. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I think I need an adult. And for, uh, and for you to tell us uh, what's going on. Because I was thinking of the Discovery queue. The discovery queue is over. Was that your last game? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the part of the podcast where you go first. Indeed, the part of the podcast where I go first. <laughs> oh. If you want to uh, find me on the YouTubes, you can do so by searching for Gaming Psychologist, where I post things that I enjoy doing for fun. And right now, I'm considering doing a fun reading of this uh, audiobook which I purchased. Hello, my name is Karma. I think I'm going to read it first and re-familiarize myself is with it. Is it going to be a dramatic reading? Um, uh, prob- prob- probably not. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, I might, uh, I might be doing that. Uh, Otherwise, no, no, let's be perfectly honest. Your uh, friend from school is going to be like, 
Wait, somebody actually bought this fucking thing? Yeah, man. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, in the near future, we'll be putting up the uh, Spin Tires episodes. We're over half, or we're halfway done with the uh, starter yeah, maps we're pretty much at uh, the normal difficulty. Yeah, we're pretty much at the exact halfway point. So those will be coming out relatively soon. Um uh, wait, 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 we can't we can't wanna... use that term, otherwise we can't uh, allow pre orders. Well, thankfully I'm not putting them up for pre order. <laughs> um if you want to follow me on Twitter where you can see me tweet about all kinds of things, you can do so at JMA four seven zero seven. If you wanna head on over to Twitch where you I use the Twitch premiere system to run episodes live, as well as maybe at some point I'll stream again. But it's really better for my mental health when I don't, because it's very draining to do streaming. <laughs> but maybe sometimes I would still well, do it, uh, whenever especially you, uh, for community events well, or something. Whenever you uh, do a stream, uh, you are draining something. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyways, that's twitch.tv slash jarthur4707. Also, if you want to be my friend on Steam, you can do so by sending a friend request to jarthur4707. I accept all friend requests from the lovely people who are the lovely listeners of our lovely podcast? I almost said lovely podcast, but I'm not sure if either of us are really all that lovely. But we try. Uh, well, it depends on just uh, you know how bad your vision is. My vision's pretty bad. Well, I was talking about the people looking at us. Oh, yeah that uh, what that, about you? that big blob looks somewhat lovely. <laughs> What about you, buddy? Where can they well, find you? Well, first of all, if on? you wish to let Jared know exactly what episode of the podcast you're coming from, the password for this week is Brew Brothers. Brew Brothers. Brew Brew Brothers, not Blue Brew. Because of the cold brew. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I'm just making sure I heard you correctly. That's why I enunciated a second time. Gotcha. Besides, uh, besides, we'd be two fat blue brother, blues brothers. That doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we could capture Kyle. Uh, Kyle's chubby. He's not as fat as we are. Yeah, but see, uh, it, it is in comparison. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh so for me, there's <laughs> not been a lot going on, on my channel. Had a. Uh, Pretty much just a constant sinus headache over the weekend and recording issues on the one thing that was actually interesting that I was able to you know, try to do quickly enough whenever I ha- yeah, was a little bit more coherent, which I realized hearing me bumble and trip over myself right now, coherent, is probably the furthest thing from your mind. Uh, but RimWorld still is really ongoing, and that's been pretty much the constant on my channel. I'm in the middle of picking something to replace Rage, because that completely broke with any recording software I threw at it. It's just something odd with how they did the game. Which, based on some of the technical issues I was having to uh, overcome, I'm going to guess that there's a lot of typos in that code. <laughs> Yeah, and of course, spin tires will eventually maybe come out. <laughs> We're gonna have to figure that one out, huh? But I think we also need to have a, a recording evening where we have more than one episode recorded, right? 
Yeah. Because that would probably help uh, get the backlog up and running. Uh, but you can find all of that over at Gaming with Caffeine Rage on the YouTubes or see me tweet somewhat randomly about who knows what. I was rather pissed with uh, Skype 8 being forced to use that because I must have missed the news that they were discontinuing uh, use of uh, Skype Classic. And I had a rather colorful metaphor for what I thought of Skype 8. <laughs> uh, should I say what it was? You can if you want to. Well, I just compared uh, Skype 8 to a warm dog turd. It stinks, and the only thing I want to do is scrape it off my shoe. <laughs> yeah, and I should have added it's disgusting, but I, I think that was pretty much implied. Uh, And, well, speaking of non-disgusting things, hopefully, uh, the ending stuff to the show. Once again, well, hopefully you don't send us anything disgusting. Uh, 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 we want discussion, not disgusting. Enunciation, it's key, especially in audio. VGL podcast. Also, at, I would be okay. I'm oh, sorry. I was going through the email. VGL podcast at gmail.com. Okay. I would be okay with disgusting discussion, though. Yeah, but that's you. You're, you're open to pretty much anything. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, your turnoff list is uh, uh, more of a, just like a, a post-it note. Yeah. Anyway, Podcast at gmail.com with your letters, voicemails, gaming-related topics, questions, or just tweet them to us, Podcast on the Twitter. If you wish to help to pay for this absolute madness, you can do so, patreon.com slash Podcast, which helps pay for our Podbean account, vglpodcast.com podbean.com which hosts the RSS feed if you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch uh, so you can get the show downloaded directly to you as well as our show notes but you can also get the show from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher but not Squeaker. Fuck Squeaker, right? <laughs> oh yeah, fuck Squeaker. <laughs> also fuck Spreaker. I, I knew it was some uh, one of those made up words. I was close enough. Yeah, Squeak, Squeaker's the girl, Spreaker is this, the podcast service. Oh, wait, uh, uh, who was Squeak? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Remember from oh, the story oh, yeah. about Squeakers? All right. Call back to, God, six months ago? To be fair, it's all kind of Give a blur. Yeah, that's true. Much like our intro and outro music on the ground by Kevin McLeod and doobly-doo. <laughs> <laughs> By the same artist. And you can find his work at incompetech.com if you need a refresher. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> as always, as his lovely music starts to roll across my voice. Bye bye now. Uh, see you next time. I caught you off a car on that one, didn't I? You did. I got a little bit of a chuckle. Bye bye.